0: Talk Live. Welcome to the program here. The number, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. You can join us here, bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Here tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And, and Mark. There he is. We also have Mark uh, from somewhere far, far away. But he's with us here, and it's good to have it's- him. Are you
1: in Narnia, Mark? <laughs> I'm in Morazon, the freest place in, in the world. Oh, you mean you were in Morazon. I, as I recall, you don't ever mention where you're at while you're at the place. Did you say I feel and did you say the here. I'm sorry.
2: I feel really safe here.
1: Okay, did you say the freest place in the world? Yes. All okay. Right. Let me know when Very New Hampshire cool.
2: has its own civil law, its own cops, a 5%, excuse me, a 1% uh, income tax, and um, no
1: import
0: export duties. New
1: Hampshire has a 0% income tax. Had a crazy property tax
0: no new it doesn't it still too. has a zero in percent income in tax. order to
1: live in new hampshire you have to pay
2: federal income tax and you should pay somewhere around 30 percent of your income for that
1: i'm aware that there's a federal income tax but new hampshire doesn't have one
0: well you know it's funny that you guys bring that up i don't think you knew this but i actually had a story about the income tax to start the show out with tonight is this congress uh yeah and I, it's kind of it's interesting because just the i mean i think it was earlier today there were, the Republicans were patting themselves on the back for voting unanimously apparently with uh, regards to this bill that would uh, allegedly it would get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents, which you probably heard something about. Some
1: I do time. remember the IRS hiring you know, enough agents to fill a football stadium. I don't know if they
0: ever actually got around to do the hiring, but reportedly okay. they were authorized to do that. And now the Republicans have voted again unanimously to get rid of that. So, therefore, is that you breathing, Mark, by the way? Or is it, somebody's breathing into the microphone. It could very well right. be me. I sort of ran in. Yeah, it could be. could be. Um, anyway. I'm not overly close to the mic, though,
1: so I don't think it is. Yeah, it's hard to it tell.
0: Um, All right. So, uh, anyway, so the, the proposal would be they would be getting rid of the 87,000 IRS agents, and they're patting themselves on the back. Of course, the thing I said to that was this is just... There, it's just the Republicans pandering for votes, you know? It's yeah, just absolutely. Them, They'll never do this. Well, because even though they voted for it, Biden would still have to sign the bill, right? So, like, that's never going to happen. They know it's never going to happen, but they want to be able to say this. was so like, well, well, we tried. You know, we, we did what we could. We voted for this,
1: and it's not going to go any further. I but- don't think politicians even have enough courage to vote symbolically on things, as we saw with the— secession amendment here in New Hampshire which we knew wouldn't pass the Republicans knew it wouldn't pass and the Democrats knew it wouldn't pass almost none of them actually had the courage to symbolically vote yes on the bill well that's because they they believe and probably rightly so at this point
0: that secession or or peaceful independence for New Hampshire is not exactly a popular issue and from what the polls are showing it's not exactly a popular issue it's about a third of uh, the population of New Hampshire's Is in support of that, so uh, you know that may have been the the right political choice to uh, to do. But in regards to what's happening at the national level, um, you know, there's no there's no harm for them politically to vote to abolish those eighty seven thousand IRS agents. It's, it's meaningless I thought it was ultimately. going
1: further I thought they were voting to abolish the IRS entirely
0: Well and that's the story that I just came across a little bit earlier here is that according to foxnews.com they are going to be voting on a bill that would abolish the IRS and eliminate the income tax Now of course when I heard about that I thought well I got to take I've got to see more what is what is this bill uh, to which that they are referring, and it's the Fair Tax Act. Remember that, Mark? Oh,
2: yeah. I'm uh, I'm kind of a fan. I mean, I'm not the, the greatest fan, but um, it seems in many ways far less complicated than the IRS system that we currently have. I am not familiar with the Fair Tax, so
1: fill me in, Mark.
2: Oh, um, absolutely. So the Fair Tax is basically a national sales tax. <laughs> um, Don't we have one would- of those?
0: No. Oh no! There is no There's national no sales, sales tax. tax.
2: There's no national sales tax. Um, but the idea is is that they would get rid of the income tax, and this would be an important aspect of this to me. Is they would get rid of the income tax that is currently exists and replace it with a national sales tax. Now, uh, what that rate would be is uh, kind of up in the air. Um, well, I looked.
0: Said, I, I pulled up the bill in this case, and I did check. Uh, and it's 23% would be oh. the the initial rate. So that That's... would be for if this thing gets passed in 2023, that would be the 2023 rate. But then after 2023, they have a, like a formula that they then would, would put into place for subsequent years. And the formula says it's a 14.9% base rate. And then they have two other factors like... There's certain health insurance and some other kind of insurance that they have to make up for, which was normally being collected by, I guess, the IRS or something like that.
1: Some complicated numbers that they would use to make it sound like it's not really as bad as it is. I mean, 23%, it sounds high. That is high. But that's what we're getting. That's more or less what we're getting on income taxes anyway. And I like the, I, I, I hate all taxation, obviously. However, it's it's well known that if you tax a behavior, you get somewhat less of that behavior. It's hard to quantify exactly how many people quit smoking because of cigarette tax or how many people drive less because of gasoline tax. It's hard to quantify these sorts of things, right? But we know it happens. If you want to reduce a behavior, you tax it. And if you want to encourage a behavior, you reward it with, you know, giving them more money mm-hmm. in income tax sort of discourages people from earning money because they're going to get taxed on it. If you true. if you tax something, you get less of it. This is true of income as well. So if you tax sales, you're going to get less spending. So I'm I'm a fan. If you're going to have taxes, I think a sales tax is a more sensible way to approach it. If you want to encourage people to save money versus consuming A sales tax is the way to go about doing it versus penalizing people for having an income.
0: Yeah, there are some things to like about this. That is for sure. And I mean, I'm no fan of any tax. I don't want to see any taxes exist. Um, But comparing this to the IRS, which is this behemoth bureaucracy with all kinds of ridiculous rules, it's completely uh, impossible to understand what their code is. Uh, you need to hire experts, and even they don't even know. Even the IRS themselves don't even know the answer to the most basic questions about how their system works. So, getting rid of them, I see the benefit for sure because then you don't have to spend you don't have to spend time every year doing taxes, which or hiring people to do taxes, and the amount of money spent on that. Of course, you know companies like H and R Block and these other uh, corporations that exist essentially to help people with these things isn't that
1: insane
0: i mean there's billions of dollars spent every year just on the applying for and the filling out of forms and the all of the just the rigmarole surrounding filing taxes all of that would go away under the proposal of the fair tax and be replaced by let's just call it a 20 percent or 23 percent uh National sales tax. So then, add to that if you have a local sales tax, which we don't in New Hampshire, but add to that a local sales tax, and you are talking about what maybe in some jurisdictions
1: thirty percent. And these yeah, would all no be doubt. these would all be good things because it's impossible to follow the tax law, as you pointed out, yeah. Ian. It's overly convoluted. It's tens of thousands of pages. I don't remember exactly how I mean like eighty thousand, maybe. And if you get one hundred different accountants, hell, get ten different accountants. And give them the same information. This is most people just have a W-2, a, a 1040 easy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the people who actually need accountants and things like that, there's a lot of them. If you get 10 different accountants to do a person's tax return, almost all 10 of them will get completely different answers. And they'll all be right in one way or another. And but which one of those would the IRS agree mm-hmm. is right? Generally they would say oh wait okay well this is right enough and they would let it pass but yeah that's the question is really the question is does the IRS
0: want to f with you right if so they will find something
1: yeah which makes it a political tool more than anything else yeah. to it's weaponized against the people the government doesn't like and we saw this during one of the presidential eras, I don't remember exactly which one, but the IRS was repeatedly going after prominent figures in one political party or the other. It's a completely weaponized system, whereas a sales tax, despite all of its flaws, would not be that.
2: Also, another thing is is that sales taxes are highly efficient compared to... Income tax. So compliance costs from the consumer side on income tax are incredibly high. Um, you know, many businesses spend a year's worth of hours for one person to just to con- try to comply with. The tax law, Mm -hmm. just to try to figure this out, and I can tell you, with doing some business outside the United States, you know, reporting what bank accounts you have, um, and these sorts of things, and all of these things come with huge fines and penalties, like prison, if you you know don't comply with them. And a lot of people, I'm sure, don't comply with them. But a sales tax is, uh, it's collected and it's sent off again. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying that compliance is high and efficiency is high comparative to this, this insane system where we have where the IRS says, all right, it's time for you to pay your taxes. And you're like, well, how much? And then they're like, well, you've got to figure that out. And you're like, well, how am I going to just figure it out? Okay, so I pay all the compliance costs. Nope, sorry. You got it wrong.
0: Time for you to go to jail. Another- right? Like this is – this that's just crazy. Another, I think, benefit, if you will, or you know, perk to this particular setup is it is going to hurt every time you buy something, right? Whereas with the IRS, it's like they take the money out of your paycheck. You don't really, you know, it's there, but do you really notice it every time? You just, you, you're looking at the check, the amount on the check. A lot of people probably don't look at the, the taxes and it's already gone, Right, so then at the end of the year, when people file for the taxes, they're getting maybe a refund, and then so that then they get that extra check or whatever, or they get some of the money back, that kind of thing. But with the uh, sales tax, with this national sales tax, presumably this is not going to be built into the price of the products. It's going to be something added at the register. So you go and you buy that, you know, flat screen TV for two hundred bucks, and then they come in with. on top for the federal government's tax, you're going to notice every single time that you buy something at the register that you're paying for this federal government behemoth and all its ridiculous programs every time you buy. So from that perspective, it makes the spending, it makes the existence of the the federal government, I think, a little bit more obvious and a little more in your face to the average person for whatever that could result in as far as you know, people being upset with them.
1: Sadly, that's one of the reasons I think we would never see it. It, it yes. would be it yeah. would be too easy for someone to say, okay, well, then I'm going to buy this from China online or from Canada or insert foreign country here and just get it shipped here. Like if you're buying a $500 television and there's a 23% tax on it, I can't do the math real quick on my head. Roughly $100. So let's say it's $100 mm-hmm. in taxes. How much is international shipping really going to be on this television at a certain point or a certain dollar amount is going to be cheaper done. to yeah. just get it shipped internationally. Well, I have
2: done some international shipping and usually it's weeks, not days to receive what it is that you're getting. Um, there may be a savings and there is a savings, but it uh, depends on how much you're willing to wait for it. And I think a lot of Americans wouldn't be willing to wait uh, for 23 percent. But I, don't I know. think the, the Wish the thing is very the, popular that the um economists are probably going to think about on this is the velocity of money as you've said rightly so uh, this disincentivizes spending and thrift is a superpower in an inflationary economy if you keep you know, you don't spend money; you, you save money in an economy like we have. You're, you know, you're in control of your life in a way that other people simply are not. If you're spending to your paycheck right now, you're their serf; you belong to the system; you're their pawn. Um, whereas, if you're saving your money, you can take control of your life over time, and that's a pretty powerful thing. So, I think that that for that very reason that the system incentivizes thrift, uh, that, excuse me, that the, uh, the a sales tax would incentivize thrift as opposed to an income tax, which incentivizes, um, well, not reporting income.
0: <laughs> you know, I find myself wondering if this uh, Fair Tax Act, which we talked about, I don't know, were we still in Florida, Mark, when we did that Fair Tax interview? i feel like it's been i've done more than one but it seems like it i feel like it's been that long like it's been 15 years since we first talked about this thing and we actually had one of the fair tax advocates on the show to answer all of our questions about it and uh, yeah i don't know have they ever actually voted on this before or has this been something that has been killed in committee every single time is this gonna be the first time Not to my knowledge. I don't think they voted on it uh, to my knowledge. So apparently that was part of the deal that was made when this McCarthy character, remember last week where they uh, were not able to vote for this guy and they didn't have enough people to put him into the House Speaker chair and they had to go through like 11 or 12 different
1: rounds of voting. I remember seeing article headlines on Drudge Report, but man, I could not bring myself to click a single one of them because I just... Did not care, and I don't understand why anyone cared. A remarkable number of headlines for what was just the the Senate or Congress arguing about which bureaucrat to put in charge of some nonsensical government agency it's well, the most case, inconsequential of all inconsequential things
0: I tend to feel the same way about it, although technically he's a politician, not a bureaucrat and the agency is the House of Representatives so it's a actually
2: Arya's right on this one really um so you do not have to be a member of the house in order to be the Speaker of the house oh okay. they could have voted they could have voted you in uh, <laughs> that's un- as unlikely as that might be yeah so huh. therefore
0: it's
1: a politician taking a bureaucrat's job.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Mark you said I was that. right,
1: but I was right on accident. I did not know any of those things. I just was accidentally right. But
2: yeah,
0: being
1: it, accidentally right is, is still it
2: counts. Uh, Horseshoes <laughs> and hand grenades,
0: right?
1: It was a lot of
0: hullabaloo over who's going to be the top thug at the uh, the House of Representatives. Basically, was what it all came down to. So you know, whoever it is, it's going to be a scumbag. You know that. Oh yeah. I mean that's that's to me why. Well, it, that's the job requirement. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the, and but there was a bunch of. You know, I guess statements about how these people that were the holdouts, right? Cuz there weren't enough what happened was there weren't enough Republicans to vote for this guy to get him in. There was about 20 Republicans who weren't voting for him and they needed like 18 of the 20 or something to actually vote for him to get him in. And so he had to start playing, you know, politics with these people to cut deals. Uh, to get their get get them to switch their votes and apparently this was one of the deals according to fox news the vote on the fair tax act was made as part of the deal between kevin mccarthy the new house speaker and the members of the so-called house freedom caucus and was pushed forward in his quest for the gavel last week the guy who sponsored the bill his name is buddy carter he's from georgia And uh, he said that, quote, instead of adding 87,000 new agents to weaponize the IRS against small business owners and middle America, as though that wasn't already happening before the 87,000 agents, he says, further, this bill will eliminate the need for the department entirely by simplifying the tax code with provisions that work for the American people and encourage growth and innovation.
2: Well, no, it won't get rid of the division entirely. I mean, think about uh, places like Florida, um, and any other state that has a sales tax. Somebody has to take that money in. Now, it won't be nearly as many bureaucrats because the the whole, you know, the IRS system is just incredibly insane and difficult to understand. But it there will need to be bureaucrats.
0: Um, well, certainly. Well, I think you don't what, need to hire 80,000 of them, though. I think the bill specifies the elimination of the IRS. I have to pull it back up. I had it up earlier. But that doesn't mean the Department of the Treasury will be eliminated, so they will have the bureaucracy
1: there. Yeah, they'll just create some—I mean, okay, great. It sounds wonderful that they're going to abolish the IRS, but realistically, as Mark pointed out, they're going to have to have someone— Who's keeping track of all of this and adding sure. it all together and sending it to the appropriate places? And-, and
0: they'll need their enforcement department to make sure that the businesses are collecting yeah. the twenty-three percent or whatever. So
1: you may not call it the IRS, right. but call it the you know the RSI or whatever mm-hmm. the the Revenue Service uh, Internet. I don't know whatever yeah or RD <laughs> the Revenue Division whatever
2: they call it. Yeah. It's going to have the same buildings, the same furniture. The same people, because you can't just fire all these employees. I mean, this is a ridiculous bit of uh, fan leprechauns and and pots of gold here. That's crazy stuff. You're going to keep most of those people because you simply can't fire a government bureaucrat. But um, you can let them go through attrition, which has been what's happening through the IRS currently. I don't see any reason to, to change the, uh, the emblem and the logo on every form that's out there, but somebody may feel the need to do that. If they would want to change the name of the IRS to something else, I, I mean, it's only going to fool the, the most uh, foolish. Yeah, but it will
1: fool someone.
0: Representative <laughs> Jeff Duncan, who's from South Carolina, said, As a former small business owner, I understand the necessary, unnecessary rather bur- burden our failing income sa- tax system has on Americans. The Fair Tax Act eliminates the tax code, replaces the income tax with a sales tax, and abolishes the abusive internal revenue services. If enacted, this will invigorate the American taxpayer and help more Americans achieve the American dream. I mean, this is definitely something that I think is going to get... If it gets some publicity, it's going to get some people behind it. It's going to get some. Uh, it'll. It's going to win points for the uh, for the Republicans. I would say it, and they should win points for this one more so than just trying to undo and failing the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. To actually say they're going to abolish the IRS would be an amazing success. But again, it would have to get through Joe Biden.
1: <laughs> well, not that you know, not that they'll listen, but I. I think I know how we could sell this or how Republicans could sell this idea to Democrats, Hmm, right? How's that? They don't like it when the ultra-rich don't pay their fair share. Mm -hmm. That's that's the terminology they use. That's not my terminology. That's true. And
0: the the IRS code is used by those people to uh, get around certain things. But there's
1: no avoiding
2: paying a sales tax. That's true. That's, you're absolutely right. This is, I think, one of the selling points is, is that compliance from the wealthier the household, the higher the compliance level will be. And here's why mm. because unless you're super, super thrifty, As a wealthy person, you're much more likely to buy new. You're going to want the car that when you turn the key, it definitely turns on and you know these sorts of things. You're not going around and hitting the yard sales and buying a used car off Craigslist or doing a variety of things like this. You're buying new, and that's how you pay the income – or excuse me, the the sales tax. So you're 100 percent right. This Mm, is going to hit wealthy families higher, harder.
1: Yeah, and I can't even pretend to be sad about that, right? I mean, it sounds bad. Oh, this is going to hit the wealthy, you know, harder. They're going to pay a lot more than everyone else. But, like, well, that's their choice for spending, I guess. Yeah. I, I would rather yeah, you see, want to get the yacht. Yeah, I would rather pe- see people saving and building, you know, wealth. But if they're going to spend, there are worse things than a fair, a fair tax.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one shakes out. How many people in the uh, the House of Representatives actually vote for it? Because this may be the very first time they've had the chance. So we'll continue here in moments. You can join the show on Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603 283 6160 that's 603-283-6160, it's Ian, Aria, and Mark, and you can join us online as well, just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there, and by the way, I want to say thanks to listeners like Tom McMillan, who are Free Talk Live supporters of our AMPS program, AMPS, stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support, it's a way for you to get behind what we do here for as little as five bucks a month although tom is doing 10 he's gold level so thank you tom for that uh but uh, for as little as five bucks a month you can help us out help spread the ideas of peace and liberty and freedom uh cryptocurrency those sorts of things that we discuss seven nights a week here on free talk live go to amps.freetalklive.com get signed up via our patreon system there you can use your debit card your credit card your paypal account and uh you get some perks you get access to things like the amp only podcast which has the full radio show without recorded commercials so just head on over there to amps.freetalklive.com Let's and ahead. i'd like to say okay. that there
2: is no more important time to support the amp program with free for free talk live than now um free talk live's facing our founding host going to prison and we're going to go through some changes. There's no doubt about it. And supporting the AMP program really does make a huge difference. So yep. I'd like to ask everybody, please. Sure does.
0: Uh, let's go to the phones here. we got Major Payne on the line. We've been talking about the what may be the first ever vote that's apparently coming up on the Fair Tax Act, something that they've been pitching for most of two decades. I remember back 15-plus you know, years ago, it was being promoted by talk show host Neil Bortz out of Georgia And now it is a Georgia representative who has put forth this thing, and apparently it's been guaranteed to get a full vote in the U.S. House under the new uh, deal that the holdouts made last week with this guy, uh, what's his name, McCarthy. So we may actually get to see, uh, get people on the record for how they feel about this issue of abolishing the IRS and replacing it essentially with a 20-ish percent National sales tax. Uh, Majors. I'm sorry, Aria. I know you had something to say. Go ahead.
1: No, not really. I mean, it sounds good. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'm jaded and I don't think any, I I can't imagine the government doing anything that's good. And this, while it it goes without saying that all of us here on the show, we oppose taxes, right? I I don't want us to keep repeating ourselves, but this wouldn't be so, this wouldn't be good, but it would be a step in the right direction. And Governments, in my experience, they don't take steps in the right direction. So,
2: well, sometimes they do take steps in the right direction.
1: I don't want to drown this baby in the bathwater
2: uh, before it's ever had a chance to get up and and walk around. Or I'm not, I don't know, I'm torturing this analogy at this point. But it um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're torturing the, the baby. <laughs> if the baby wasn't taxation, then it wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> um, so the baby, uh, I, I'm. I, what I wanna do is is I wanna point out the difficulties to my listeners of getting this through without saying, Hey, I I hate this, because there's a lot of things I hate that the government does. I'm against taxation generally, but I am for fairer and more efficient taxation rather than inefficient and unfair taxation. So I like That's a good the fair way of tax. putting it. Um, from that standpoint, but I've got to say the, the lawyer industrial complex that runs the globe, like the whole thing is run by these people calling themselves, uh, productive, uh, citizens. And, you know, there's a lot of tax attorneys out there. They make a lot of money. Yeah, They're not going to want this this to go away
0: crazy sure. system
2: that we have think about how many accountants are going to be out of work once tax compliance is um, sure. not necessary all those accountants do
0: a lot of things that aren't tax compliance but they do That's a lot the bulk of, tax of it compliance. for sure major pain you're on free talk live go ahead calling from michigan
3: well i didn't think you were ever going to get to me all right so um as far as this all this taxation bs um i'm a property owner and when I get my tax bill, I pay for all kinds of crap I shouldn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll agree to have the roads cleared and holes sure. fixed and yada, yada, yada. But uh, when you start charging me for the local university that's rotting our children's minds, and, and I got to pay uh, 20 bucks or something every quarter, every year, why? Why am I paying a hundred dollars for brain rot? For what? what? Is, brain rot. Okay. Brain rot. Yes. They're they're teaching our children to be idiots.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
3: So, um, anyway. Oh damn it! I lost my bowl there for a second. I mean, that's certainly Dang the man.
1: issue with taxes, but but you know the the issue that I can see in regard to the whole conversation about taxes is that we have to sell democrats Mm -hmm. on these ideas and from their point of view the the education system doesn't rot the brains of the kids and and they don't care if you're being forced to pay for something you don't agree with so if you if you don't support the education system they don't care that you're being robbed and forced to pay for it against your will they they literally don't
2: yeah this isn't the time to talk about the differences (laughs)
3: This will tie into something I I called in and told Ian about, but first I want to – I've always tried to fly under the radar, Mm -hmm. not pay taxes.
0: This makes that harder.
3: As far as Social Security, I I filed for it. I'm getting uh, $344, and they told me I'm going to get a 10% increase here in a recent letter, so I'm going to get $374 or some such thing. Nice. spend
0: it all in one place. Well, presumably, by the no, way, since no, you mentioned I'm, Social Security, since that's another item on the, you know, when you get a paycheck, it's it's a separate line, if I recall correctly. Well, Mark, uh,
3: Mark, Mark, brought, Mark brought up that the rich were going to actually have to pay their fair share. And what I'm thinking is with the people that got to spend their paycheck every week are going to get hit harder than anybody else. Because you're already scraping the bottom of the barrel.
0: Well, in theory, you would be getting paid more, right? Because the paychecks would be higher, given that they're not taking out a with you know withholding for the IRS on that. Now, they will probably still continue so to take people. out Social Security.
3: There are so many people that live on credit cards. Mm-hmm. And, and right before, I mean, especially, let's look at Christmas. You go out and blow 900 $1,200 that you don't have, just thinking you're going to get that refund from the IRS over the hot biscuit. And all that time you're paying, especially if something screws up and you miss a payment, bang, you go to that 23% interest rate. Man, it, that's the devil's well. You're making a good president. point
0: here, Major, and that is that Americans aren't particularly good with money, and a lot of them are living uh, not only paycheck to paycheck, but also in debt, into credit card debt, making minimum payments, which means they'll never dig out of that uh, that debt trap. And so you're saying that's just going to get worse when they're now you know spending more on the purchases that they make.
1: Yep. I don't know right, if it'll you get you worse because they'll, in theory they'll have income and I I know the government's not good at this. If they say it will balance all, it out, it won't. I mean, they'll say, "Okay, <laughs> yes, you'll get 23% more of your income though." So, it it will balance out, but we all know realistically it won't.
0: What is withholding? Does anybody know what like the standard withholding amount from a paycheck
1: is? Is it 30%? Is it In my experience, it's, it's usually closer to like 15 to 20%, but mm-hmm. It depends on what bracket you're in, mm-hmm. right?
3: I believe, it's, I believe it's on the ladder. The more you make, the more they right. take.
1: To an extent, right? But once you reach a certain amount, if you're making like $250,000 a year, they're going to take a smaller percentage, I think, than someone who's making fifty, 000, sixty thousand dollars 60000 a year. No, they take a higher
0: percentage the more you make. It's Up per- to a certain point, it's I thought. No, it, I'm pretty sure it's the higher you make, the more they take. Okay. That's the way it is. Exactly. That's uh, what I said. So, Major, you were calling about another story you wanted to turn us on to?
3: Yeah, there was uh, the Seattle School District or school board, I don't know, whoever, and they have filed a lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, what's the other ones? Um, Social media in general?
0: Yes, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube.
3: I hired six of them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they filed a lawsuit against all of them. For what? because of the brain rot that they are providing for our children.
0: Well, that's ironic because it's the government that's rotting people's these not, brains.
3: These kids are... I mean, I heard Bonnie talking about this the other night, how she thought when... She, she's only, what, like 25 or so?
0: Yeah, right? she's in her mid-20s, yeah. All
3: right, so... And she's, she was griping about how this frontal lobe development thing has been blown all of all proportion. When you bombard a 13-year-old with all kinds of hyper-criticism. I mean, it's just the things that they are doing to our children are obscene and absurd.
1: I can't agree with this one. Uh, Instagram isn't doing anything to people's children, neither is Facebook. Uh, These companies have been caught in the past manipulating people's uh, social media feeds. Uh, Facebook in particular, they were running an experiment with some university out in California to determine how it would affect people's status updates and their posts if they were consistently fed negative posts or positive posts. So they've certainly done shady things like that that they should probably be held accountable for at some point because that's manipulative. However, all of these institutions, these social media companies, are completely voluntary. No one is forcing these kids to go to Instagram like in the way that they're being forced to go to school. Yeah,
0: that's true. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. But I do appreciate you bringing the story up because it is interesting. Uh, according to the New York Post, it is Seattle's public school district suing some of the biggest social media companies saying they need to pay up for poisoning kids' brains, which is, of course, exactly what the government schools are doing. Uh, but they're going up against uh, the big ones like uh, TikTok and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook snapchat the youth uh, school district argues the apps worsen a growing youth mental health crisis interfering with teachers ability to do their jobs and providing grounds for the suit quote defendants have successfully exploited the vulnerable brains of youth hooking tens of millions of students across the country into positive feedback loops of excessive use and abuse of defendants social media platforms i
1: mean those are all true statements go ahead mark yeah
0: I agree that there are true statements. The
2: The difference with school is, is it's uh, mandatory compliance. Um, you've got to do it or bad things happen, right? Whereas social media is designed more like drugs. You want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. the one thing that dopamine loves is more dopamine. And so it feeds this and they're just designed. I mean, I've been, I've caught myself many a time just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Oh, yeah. a puppy. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And. I mean, I'm sure that the same thing happens to kids. So, I mean, to me, this is pot and kettle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just both calling each other black, and that doesn't make any sense. Um, ultimately, this is uh, – I mean, m- most of the stuff I learned in school is useless. I mean, algebra – not to say it's useless. It's useless to me. Right. right? I have not – uh you know use the pythagorean theorem i haven't figured out a sine a cosine or a tangent mm-hmm. in a decade at the very least i couldn't tell you how um, yeah well yeah. um yeah it's uh i can i can tell you because i learned a song in trigonometry <laughs> class uh <laughs> sine cosine and tangent up over hype edge over
0: hype up over edge oh my anyway. goodness Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but do you remember what op, adj, and hype stand for?
2: Right. Opposite. um, So it's adjacent. Hypotenuse. Adjacent and uh, hypotenuse.
0: All right. right. Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's completely the That's what I got out of it. I mean,
1: yeah. Unless you're, you know, a physicist or a math teacher, you don't really have any use for trigonometry in one's day to day life. Mm -hmm. Maybe a programmer or something. Right. Uh, One of the things. I watched my nephew when I visited him for his Christmas uh, a year ago, whenever it was that I went down there. I, he spent a lot of time watching TikTok on his television, strangely enough. I didn't even, it never even occurred to me that someone could do that, but obviously. And he watched a lot of, uh, obviously, every video on TikTok is pretty short. Some of them are as short as 10 seconds, some of them are a couple of minutes. I think they have a 10 minute cap until you reach a certain requirement. So the vast majority of videos. On TikTok or under ten minutes, and as I was sitting there doing something with him, and TikTok was playing in the background, a shocking amount of the content that he was consuming was educational, like s- stuff about dung beetles and mice and rhinoceroses and very much into animals, obviously. But it was mm-hmm. educational material that he was consuming. It wasn't brain rot at all. Mm. In in fact, he he was learning things. Just there in the background. Government school could take a lesson from that. Yeah. And it was stuff that he was interested in. And TikTok knew how to determine what he was interested in and how to serve him more of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, with the exception of the total goody-goody at a government school, most people don't want to be there. Most people don't want to spend time uh, going to government school. They know it sucks. That's an old saying. As school sucks, people were saying it back when I was in
1: in school, and I suspect they still do today. And yet, but, people people continue to support it, like the Democrats we mentioned earlier. Sure. You know, they they will. Well, that's because they they know the value
2: of it from as a control mechanism. They want to use it as a homogenizing force to create the America that they're looking for. And I don't it's think long most people are used, that evil. You know, you don't think. That most people are evil in the sense that they want to create a homogenizing, a homogenous America. They don't want all of America to think the same thing or something I don't. similar to it. I, I, I think, think that, they do. I
1: think that if you were to go up to the average Democrat, like there was the anti-free state rally here in Keene. I think if you were to go up to the average person there and ask them, I don't think any of them would would say or even or, or even believe that the reason they support the public education system is so that they can effectively brainwash people's kids and get them to believe the things that they want the kids to believe. I think they I genuinely. I think if you went and asked
2: them the opposing question, Arya, why don't you want people to homeschool their kids? That you would get a lot of answers like, "Well, they're the Unabomber. Um, you know, they're crazy Christians." Would, I think they do, and I've heard them say it over and over again.
1: Well, we can speculate. what well, we've heard people say, "Yeah, you know, uh, I've heard people say it's exactly no the opposite." Speculation, if I've heard it, <laughs> right? But okay. <laughs> The well, he, people who want to get rid of homeschool. He says, she said, is meaningless to this to this discussion. I don't think people are that evil. Why
2: do people want to get rid of homeschooling if it's not for that reason? They don't want to get rid of homeschooling. Some do. But they do. There are plenty of people who do. There are plenty of people out there, a percentage of the population, and I don't know what that percentage is, but there's a percentage of the population that would absolutely tell you that it is child abuse to homeschool your kids the
1: teachers yes yeah, some mark i mean we, we can point to people who say those are the ones ch- i'm talking about okay that's not most people right i'm not saying that most
2: democrats want that but the um well the, i liter- you're literally you're literally arguing school. with the point
1: when i said i think if you asked government most people they weren't this. that evil no government school is for this most people don't think
2: Okay, they feel.
1: Then why did you <laughs> argue with me when I made this point that most people wouldn't be that evil about it?
2: Um, because if you go al- – are the, uh, the Germans that put up with uh, Jewish internment camps evil? They were told that it was good, and they were told that it was acceptable. They were told it was the law, and they were told they were going to comply,
1: and they were evil. It's always straight so to Nazis. Mark, that isn't my question. I said it most is always
2: people, straight to Nazis, but the, yes. uh, you know, argumentum ad. Uh, my point was very is-
1: simple. Most people do not support government schools because they want to brainwash your kids. Most people think it's making your kids more intelligent. If you asked, any Democrat on the streets or any Republican on the streets, why they support government schools, they would say, well, because it's making kids more educated, it's educating them and you know, well, teaching would them stuff. they also say it's
0: helping uh, poor people get an yeah. education. And-
1: Almost none of them would say, because I don't trust you to not turn your kid into the Unabomber.
2: If you tell them that, uh, well, how about government subsidies to send kids to private schools, which already have a better education? Are you for that? And and pretty soon they're going to be like, well, I don't have a good reason, but the teachers
0: union and stuff. Yeah. And so we are seeing that play out here in New Hampshire right now where the teachers union apparently is suing the state government for its education savings accounts programs, which are allowing parents to take the money that they've paid in taxes, right? Like, they're already paying through the nose for property taxes here in New Hampshire, and they can get a few thousand bucks, basically, to do a homeschool, to do a private school, to do whatever sort of outside-the-system education that they want to for their kids. It's been a tremendously successful program, and because it's been so successful— the people that are uh, that are the, the left wing uh, state reps, for instance, they're on the attack against this, and now the teachers union is actually suing to try to overturn the program as so-called unconstitutional because they want, obviously, primarily to protect their jobs. You know, the more people pull out from the government school system, the less needed are government school teachers. So that's the sure. number one reason. But when you listen to the things that they're saying. It's usually kind of more in the line of what Mark's suggesting here, and that is that, well, you know, we just can't have people educating their own kids. We're the experts. We're the ones that know how to educate, and we need to have a uniform education kind of
1: thing. I would expect that from teachers uh, trying to justify the existence of their jobs, but they're not. It's different for saying, you know, we have to have a, a group of people who are trained to educate to do it correctly. It's very different to say that than it is to say, we have to have this group of people. Otherwise you're going to raise your kids to be Christian and hate drag queens. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they'd come right out and say that, but I think that mentality does exist among people on the left who support uh, the government school system. Let's go to the phones here. We have David on the line in Georgia. David, you're on free talk live.
4: Good evening guys. Great. Fantastic discussion. First of all,
0: thanks. Um,
4: Mark, please. Don't switch your career to singing because you don't have a future. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's on your mind?
4: Um, these, this fair tax thing. This sounds fantastic to me. And why aren't we already doing this? My only assumption is, is that this makes sense and the government can't do anything that makes sense because that would be too easy. They have to complicate things on purpose. But this would keep people out of jail for not paying taxes properly. It would it really efficient, like really make the tax system more efficient. So the only reason I can't see for us doing this is because the government can't do anything that makes perfect logical sense.
0: Well, I, th- I think there's a huge uh, lobby against this, right? I mean, and so politicians respond to lobbying forces. I mean, that's what they do. They do corporate... people benefits right like they're they're connected buddies get uh, get bills that benefit them that kind of thing and so here the the corporate connections are the H&R blocks and the tax what are the what's the programs that they have online like tax cuts and like there's these uh, software like turbo tax yes. turbo tax right like these are these are people that are going to lobby to keep the status quo because the status quo is their industry the status quo is their business not to mention the thousands or tens of thousands or whatever IRS agents all of whom whom, in theory might be put out of a job if the irs is actually abolished so and remember this is just where the bill starts it probably is going to be subject to being amended by the time if it actually passes the house you know it goes to the senate it may end up that they won't abolish the irs they'll keep it right. around just for the richest of the rich or something like that you make a well,
2: really that's the good- terrifying part Uh, That's the most terrifying part here is, is that once these politicians get their hands on it, is you're just going to have a national sales tax and a national income tax. And then Mm -hmm. the income tax will apply to lower, um, you know, lower and lower tax brackets. And the sales tax numbers will go up and up until we're
1: just Europe. I think you make a really good point, Mark. And I think, David, you make a, a fantastic point that I hadn't really thought about. I mean, we mentioned earlier that it's It's impossible, it's almost impossible to not comply with a sales tax. However, if we're going to do this, I would love to see, and I realize this is completely unrealistic, I would love to see everyone who's in prison for a tax crime released, exonerated, Mm -hmm. forgiven, whatever the word is I'm looking for. Because they they would be in prison for following a law, a system that is designed to be as difficult to follow as possible. If ever there was a crime that should be forgiven, that is it. I agree. I uh, found
2: an article that I was looking for when uh, David brought up this point. Um, just the first paragraph is worth reading. The U.S. government does not represent the interests of the majority of the country's citizens, but instead is ruled by the rich and powerful. A new study from Princeton and Northwest Universities has concluded. They, w- they looked at 1,800 1800. US policies enacted in a period of time over um, I think it's a couple of decades, and they an- analyzed whether or not this was something that the American people wanted or whether or not it was benefited by, um, it benefited the rich and, and powerful. the answer was it benefited the rich and powerful 70% of the time and (laughs) 30% of the time it was what the American people wanted. You can get, I mean, that's just randomization as far
1: as government goes. I'm shocked it's as high as it's only 70%. I would expect it to be more like 90, 95%.
0: Thank you, David, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, We got hour number two on the way. Plenty of time for you if you want to join the show. One of the questions I had about the fair taxes, are they going to do the welfare check thing? We'll talk about that coming up here in moments. I'll explain it. It's Free Talk Live.
3: Free Talk
0: Live. It's Free Talk Live. Kicking off the second hour of the program here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up absolutely anything you want at 603-283-6160. It's Ian Aria and Mark joining you here tonight. We started out the show with this news about the fair tax so-called uh it is back in the news and it's maybe going to get the very first ever vote that the fair tax proposal has ever received in the house of representatives now that doesn't mean that it's going to pass it'll be interesting though to see how it does and then of course will it get a vote in the senate there's no guarantee of that the so-called house freedom caucus did get this mccarthy character who got elected uh last week to the uh, to the house of representatives speaker's seat the freedom caucus that's like justin amash and those dudes i don't think justin amash is in the house anymore but it wouldn't have surprised me if he was if he was part of that um these
1: are liberty-leaning republicans you know there's no
0: such thing it's quote-unquote freedom right i mean justin amash was okay he was but there ain't twenty. like there's a there was twenty people who were the holdouts on this McCarthy guy, and there's not twenty Justin Amashes up there, no. right? Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got Jimmy on the line in Missouri. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, uh, this whole uh, fair tax is really a big old horn swaggle. Tell me about uh, it. Well, honestly, you could uh, have about seven to. $15 trillion worth of uh, tax revenue come in every year if you only taxed every transaction that happens in the U.S. by 1%.
0: You said 7 to $15 why, trillion? Is that what you said? Yes.
5: Yeah, because every single day, and this is from Biz- Business Insider, mm-hmm. every single day there's about 2 to $5 trillion that changes hands in the U.S.
1: Really? Wow. Yep. Yeah, but – if you tra- if you tax every single transaction, a lot of those transactions are going to be taxed multiple times. Let me let me think about how to. Well, just to clarify this, convey. only would
0: tax retail, so you wouldn't be uh, taxing wholesale. Uh, so those mon- money's moving, right? Like those. Trillions That's what of- I was going to bring yeah. up.
1: I suspect these transactions that he's talking about includes wholesale and. Yeah. They got to. It this is a value added tax, money. right? Go ahead, Jimmy. What?
5: yeah and yeah, it, it, it would include all of it services yeah. and wholesale retail all, all of it but I mean if you think about it, it it'd be a lot less taxes that you know people would pay I guess it would I, I guess it'd kind of diffuse out there no
1: not throughout. at all what you're what you're suggesting yeah, think, is a value-added tax I don't think that's what you're saying
0: you're not saying you uh are you saying that are you saying you would support the one percent tax at all levels meaning wholesale uh, you know yeah product okay i see so that is yeah, what you're saying.
5: that's 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 because that's a, you know there's about two to five trillion dollars every single day that changes hands
0: i think the problem there and i get where you're coming from jimmy but i think the problem there is and the problem with the value at so-called value-added tax is you get a lot of this in uh, in europe for instance they have the the so-called vat value-added tax there uh with the value-added tax you're hiding the taxation and I think there's a, there's a problem when you – know, so while it might raise the revenue, it might increase the revenue or whatever, which I don't want to see happen. I don't want the government to get more money, uh, that is for sure. But uh, you, you don't want to hide the taxes from the end taxpayer. I'd much rather somebody get hit with a 20% tax at a retail cash register so they feel it and they know that yeah. they're getting hit by the federal government rather than building it into the
1: cost of the products from the wholesale level.
5: Yeah, but building in one one percent—that that's not much.
1: <laughs> it's one percent repeatedly, though. So, like, yeah, it's one so, uh, you, percent. You're paying sold. a dollar additional, uh, an additional dollar for every one hundred dollars you spend. Yes, but what was a one dollar pair of scissors initially might be a six dollar yeah, pair of scissors is It's now significantly more expensive.
2: Uh, if you're talking about transactions, we're not just talking about um, things from the manufacturer to the middleman to the retailer. You're also talking yeah. about just banks moving money, and they move a tremendous amount of money. And currently, if I were mm-hmm. to move money from uh, my Chase account to my Schwab account or something like that, that would be a transaction, and it would be it would fulfill what this gentleman's talking about. Um, and I would certainly prefer not to pay one percent uh, to move money from one account to another when all I've done is use the SWIFT system.
0: Is that your proposal as well, Jimmy? Is that every bank transfer would also get hit for one percent?
5: Yeah, I mean it. It sounds it sounds pretty bad, but I I don't know. I almost feel like it might it might uh, actually kind of work itself out because people might be able to do things more efficiently and you know instead of. Doing They'll certainly the way find they're ways they're
1: to be doing. more efficient. I, I I like the idea. I I have to admit. I I think it's a I think it's a good way to get people to start using cryptocurrency and to get away from the USD. Well, yeah. at this time, the no one has finds proposed. Way. Go ahead, Jimmy.
5: <laughs> the market finds a way. <laughs> Indeed.
0: Hey, thanks for the call tonight, man. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. The number, if you want to join us here, is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. So I said before we went to the top of the hour break, I wanted to know if the welfare check aspect of the fair tax was included this is something that we talked about when we first interviewed the fair tax person back in i don't know 2006 or 2005 or whatever it was and the proposal aria since you haven't been familiar i'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with it we already outlined the the bulk of the fair tax the the stuff that's getting promoted is going to be that hey it's a national sales tax they're going to abolish the irs you're going to see it's going to be a high sales tax, maybe 20%, 23%, something, something like that. So, it's going to hurt. But that's got its benefits, right? People would see what the Spend the less, is, right? and you'll pay yeah, less in less. taxes. Right. And then you get to the detail, and it's an ugly, in my opinion, detail here about this welfare check. Now, they're calling it a rebate. It is not called welfare, according to them. It is a rebate. And what they're doing is... They have what they call the Family Consumption Allowance. I'm reading this directly from the bill here that is going to be voted upon in Congress. Quote, each qualified family shall be eligible to receive a sales tax rebate each month. The sales tax rebate shall be in an amount equal to the product of the rate of tax imposed by Section 101. So let's say it's 20 percent and the monthly poverty level. Now, what is the monthly poverty level? You can go down in the bill and it will describe for you. What the monthly poverty level is, it is essentially one-twelfth of what the Department of Health and Human Services defines as the annual poverty level. So there's a certain ma- amount every year, and it's adjusted every year, but there's a right. certain amount that each person or family of four or family of two or whatever can uh, can earn below that, and they will be considered to be, quote-unquote, under the poverty level. So they're right. going to take that amount, they're going to divide it by 12, and right now the amount for individuals is $13,590 uh, the amount for a family of four is 27750 So let's just take that number here, divide that by 12. That's $2,312 a month. But remember, we have to multiply that times, let's call it 23%, which might be the tax. A family of four would get a check for about $531 every month from the federal government under this program. And so, the, Every
1: family of four?
0: Well, any family of four that has registered themselves with the Department of Revenue, whatever the department is that would be handling uh, the issuance of these checks,
1: so the government. See, I, I knew there would be some some sort of stupid, in yeah, some sort of stupid catch that took a a really simple, not awful idea and turned it into this cluster f of madness.
0: To be fair. You do not have to register, so it is not mandatory, because obviously if if you don't yeah, want to get you're
1: getting the, $500 a month to people register. People are going
0: to register. Yeah, exactly. So they'll have to fill out some sort of form in order to register their family. Everybody has to have a social security number, that kind of thing. In theory, the form should be relatively straightforward. It won't be complicated like the IRS, at least not initially. And so that would be the, uh, the requirement here. And, and I think the real problem, of course, is now you've basically created a UBI. Yeah, right. Uh, UBI being... Uh, Which
1: they've been wanting to do for a few years now. They've yeah, been very open about
0: it. Right, Universal basic income, quote-unquote. Now, of course, this isn't called income from a legal standpoint. It's called a rebate. And the idea of it... And, you know, you can't fault them for the idea, at least, I don't think, on its face. The idea is that, hey, if you're a poor person, you get some money back, basically. If you are... Now, of course, they don't... require. Well, don't there's remark.
1: no way for you to go...
0: I'm sorry? Oh, I thought I heard Mark trying to jump in there. Sorry. Well, oh, there's no
1: way for you that? to go to a store and be like, look, I only make, wh- whatever number you said, $13,000 a year, so I can't afford these taxes. And the the cashier at Walmart go, oh, okay, well, you're exempt from taxes then. No, 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 it wouldn't so work So I know, right? the only yeah. way they could achieve it would be to with a, a
0: rebate. Yeah, and so the check would go to everyone who has a family that would apply for this. I Maybe, in theory, it would go to an individual as well. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but anybody who applies for this rebate would receive... Uh, the rebate on a monthly basis. Now, they're talking about checks in this particular bill, but eventually that would likely be updated to include the
1: CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. That's exactly what I was about saying. If you yeah. want that rebate, you got to install this app, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and they'll where this, send it directly to you there. That's where this
2: could go. And that's how the, one of the ways they're going to incentivize paying with the CBDC, too, is they're going to say, hey, look, we can't com- collect our tax unless you use our currency. So um, all those cryptocurrencies, they're a problem.
0: Mm.
1: Mark, you mentioned a really good point earlier that I just want to bring a little bit more attention to, and that is the reality that the federal government is extremely unlikely to do both things. They're they're extremely unlikely to get rid of the income tax and impose this this fair tax, this sales tax. They are far more likely to... To do both. The, this will be the middle ground that we, we mentioned earlier that politicians...
0: could get behind. Yeah. yeah.
1: They, they like coming together and working out deals and th- that'll be their agreement. It's like, okay, well, we'll do this and we'll do that. We'll give you a 10% income tax or so we'll knock X percent off the income tax for everyone and we'll do this sales tax. And sure, it will sound great at first.
0: That doesn't sound great at all. No. No, um, there's no one to whom that'll sound great. What they could do instead, Aria, is do, do it like they did with the income tax originally. If you recall... Back in the uh the old days of 1913 when they first came out with the income tax, it was only going to apply to the richest of the rich. Hmm. And so there was a certain income level that would trigger the income tax. And then what happened was, you know, inflation, of course, happened, and $4,000 or whatever the arbitrary number was that they picked wasn't what it was back in 1913. And so more and more people, just by virtue of inflation, was qualifying for it. And, of course, then they changed the rules, and then they made it so everybody qualified. So they could could sell this by saying, hey, look— we don't want to fire all of our wonderful IRS employees. I mean, they, these people have families. We've got to help. We've got to take care of them from time immemorial. So we'll do this national sales tax, but we'll keep the income tax only for people earning more than $100,000 a year or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Right? You're exactly right. And these numbers, they'll start out small. And when I say it, it sounds yep. great, I don't mean that it sounds great to people like us. But the average person would be like, yeah, I can get behind this. This makes a lot of sense. And those numbers will just steadily grow up, go up until you're ultimately paying both a 30% federal income tax and a 30% sales tax.
2: Right. I mean, if you ask people, they're going to say taxes are necessary. And, um, I think they're great so long as I don't have to pay them. And so as long as you can go after those people, you know, the top 10% of earners or what's the number that we, the 99%, right? So they go after the 1% of earners or 1% of, uh, uh, of value holders, whatever, however they figure out to do it. And they're going to tax them as much as they can. Then they can just keep the whole apparatus running because honestly, it's the top 10% of earners that pay income tax now. Um, I mean, you know, most of, most of what people call income tax is FICA, which is Social Security and Medicare payments. And uh, the vast majority of Americans really don't pay that much.
1: Right. Like I said, in my experience, it's usually about 15 to 20% of my check going to federal income taxes. And that that may actually include a uh, FICA F I C A, which I don't even know what that stands for. But I don't I no clue either. I don't know exactly what I'm paying in federal income taxes. And well I mean, because there's so much that comes out of your check, right? And I, I suspect the average person does not sit down. It may not even be as high as fifteen percent. It may be something closer to ten percent that I pay in actual federal income taxes. I, I don't well, know
2: the number. The Federal Insurance Contribution Act, and generally, what happens is is that people pay seven and a half percent into FICA, and then their employer matches that seven and a half percent. If you pay um, with small business tax, which is essentially just FICA for small business people, um, then you're going
1: to pay fifteen percent because you're paying all of your own stuff. I, it's so confusing, and I, I, I don't know why employers are matching employees tax contributions in the first place. None of it, none of it makes any rational sense to me. Uh, well, so, the reason
2: is is so that it doesn't look like they're, uh, the employee is paying as much. The federal mm-hmm, government doesn't right. want the employee to fa- feel like they're paying. But anything that an employer pays to keep an employee around might as well be uh, income because that's
0: what the employer is paying. Because it it's the cost that the employer is bearing that, in theory,
1: in the absence of those costs, they would give to their employee. It would all go to the employee. Yeah, but it doesn't go to the employee. I, I would say it's an expense, Mark. I, I certainly wouldn't count it as income because it doesn't do anything. No, no, no. To uh, but the I point know, he's is it characterized as income. And I, I just disputing that terminology. I think terminology. what he's saying is
0: it would be income if those taxes went away. Right. That's the amount the employer no. is is earmarking for you, and so therefore you would get it all. Ari is
2: correct. Aria is correct, and from a uh, an economic standpoint, is, is that um, the employer is only going to pay what they have to pay to keep mm-hmm. the employee around. What I'm saying is this is a cost of extracting labor from that employee currently for the employer. So they are paying that. Yes. I'm not saying that in the absence of these taxes, because it's difficult to say, they probably would get an employee would probably get more. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons contractors tend to get more than uh, hourly employees. But I'm, I am i can't say from an economic standpoint that certainly that would happen.
0: Well, the point you certainly. made, Aria, about not knowing what you're paying as far as the income tax is concerned is exactly what I was saying before, is that people have no idea, right? Like they know at the end of the year what the number is in the check that they get back.
1: And yeah, but that's not even what they paid in at all.
0: Not necessarily at all. You're correct.
1: Yeah, it I usually can. isn't. I, I think of people like my sister, and I've told this story repeatedly on the air. She's almost certainly going to get back. Like I say, get back because that terminology is just so beaten into my head. Mm-hmm. But she's probably going to get a check for five, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars. I've seen her get a check as high as thirteen thousand dollars more than she paid in. Significantly yep. more. More yep. than ten times. More than twenty times the amount that she paid in. Yep. Because she's a head of household, and this is Republican welfare. The
2: Republicans like to incentivize people to have children, um, you know, inside of
0: wedlock and things like that, and that's their whole right. whole plan here. According to the numbers that I was telling you earlier, with the family of four, they would get like five hundred something. So it totals out to about sixty three hundred or sixty four hundred dollars in a year is what they would get for these rebates, so called, during uh, the fair tax. If they presumably register with the government,
1: that's not awful, man. And look, I got to tell you, if you told me that all I had to do was fill out some paperwork with the government, and I'd get six thousand dollars every year, I would be inclined to fill out some paperwork.
0: Right. Well, because over to Alaska, you get another two grand. Well, because otherwise, you're going to be paying that money when you go shopping, and the the mm, intention behind the rebate true. is to lessen the burden of the 23 percent on the poorest of the poor so you you know like i said you can't fault them for the idea they're trying to help poorer people in that particular case but the negative side is you are getting everyone on a check a monthly check from the federal government and that is essentially it's welfare well you know whether you don't want to call it that they don't want to call it that but that's what it is it's welfare for every person in the United States, who signs up for it?
1: You mentioned that it's welfare, and I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, as you said, it's also a rebate. This is money that you're paying in. But that's just a political word for it. Is it welfare to receive it back? Though? It may not
0: be money you're paying in. I mean, if you could keep your, uh, that's your what spending. I would do. Certainly, yeah.
1: I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to spend less money, right. and then I just get free money, right? Sure. That would be welfare. Or
0: they'll go and get uh, food from the food bank, or you know, try to get it wherever they can. I'm not they don't that have to cheap. Pay for it. I know, but some people are sure. Yeah.
1: And uh, I mean, it's if, not welfare,
2: Aria, uh, but it is. It does have all the functions, all the negative externalities
1: that welfare has. It creates dependence so, on the state, right? And I it mean, certainly where's does. My check, right? And it gets us closer to that UBI turning mm-hmm. point. Which once right. we and one
2: of one of the things that made America great. Was this independent spirit, this ability to function on our own without assistance. We're essentially wild animals compared to domestic ones. And the domesticated ones, they've got all kinds of uh, you know issues. they need master, otherwise they'll starve to death. I mean, look at that pet that's sitting next to you right now. Could it make it on its own? But there's wild yeah, dogs and wild cats. that do would be fine. fine.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: well, I don't think he will. He's <laughs> right. got a
1: little jacket just to go out and go poop. Come my, on. <laughs> my cats wouldn't be fine either. I mean, dinner maybe, but Rainbow, she she's done. She's toast. Let's go to the phones here. we got
0: another caller. You're on the air. What's your name, caller? You're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Caller going once. Caller going twice. All right, you're gone.
1: Humans are definitely curious creatures in that they can be domesticated. And I, I think that's an interesting way to talk about it, Mark, is that human, some humans, they, they do become, and Americans in particular, do have this independent spirit that makes them a little bit less domesticated than we see in other parts of the world. And this is less true today than it has been in the past, certainly, because of the rise of the welfare warfare state that we've seen over the last you know, 250 years, since the inception of the United States. But Americans do still have this sort of independent spirit. And it's sad to see that die as people become more and more reliant on the state. And the UBI, this does get us one step closer to that. And once we cross that Rubicon, there's mm-hmm. no turning back. We're never going to get people to realize that they can live without a monthly check from the government once they start getting that check. And, and we see it right now. We People can't imagine how we could ever have educated people without a department of education how we could ever have roads without you know the government doing it or how we could have mail without the post office if we have a universal basic income that's it it will never go away and people will never understand how human beings could ever have survived without getting money directly from the government
0: well they won't call it a universal basic income it's a rebate it's a universal <laughs> well, they basic... They it a prebate, actually, prebate. is the terminology. That's what they called it back in the day. What they're now actually calling it is the Family Consumption Allowance. So that's ah. what it be. It's an it's allowance. An allow- uh, from, that's
1: even worse. From
0: your daddy government. I, I You're going to get an allowance every month. Dude. And, and again, we're, you know, we are getting ahead of ourselves. This may just crash and burn. It may not pass at all. It may not even come close. Uh, and even if it does pass, but
2: Americans should know what we uh, what it, what, what said it is said about it again. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, like again, I still think this is a better plan than the current Byzantine income tax. Reluctantly, structure. I would agree. But,
0: I mean, just if when it, you have
2: three libertarians yeah. talking about taxes, they're going to talk about why
0: they stink. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, I will reg- I will reluctantly agree that it is a better plan as it's proposed if it actually abolishes the IRS. Anything that modifies this to keep the IRS makes it a worse plan. So that's my one caveat. If they can actually get rid of the IRS, this would be a step in the right direction. Otherwise, it just makes matters worse.
1: I I agree with that, but I don't think they're going to get rid of the IRS. Now that Mark has brought it to my attention, I think realistically, if it passes, we're going to get both.
0: A sales tax and... And then come back We'll see We'll keep our, uh, our eyes On this one for sure And of course You're welcome To join the show Share your thoughts The number is 603-283-6160 And you can bring up Whatever is on your mind That's 603-283-6160 This is Free Talk Live Is Free Talk Live Phones are open you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And also we have... And Mark. Mark's with us as well. I'm remote somewhere on the planet. In uh, theory, I'm in Morazon. Okay, yeah, that's right. He did admit it earlier. Morazan. what is the website for that, Mark, for people that might want to check it out?
1: morazan dot city spell it please. well that certainly clarified things mark yeah m o r z
0: a n wait 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 m m o r z a n m o oh, r a z a n okay we lost the a okay got it yeah. dot city you said and
2: yeah and I've spent the, the last twenty four hours here. It's uh you know, it's great. I got to hear the birds wake me up this morning mm-hmm. and you know, I've noticed how many trees there are around and that kind of thing, but mostly it's just a little housing development, nothing super duper special. And it's got about sixty-four units. And honestly, I think this is if, if you want to live in the freest place in the world, um. You know, this is it. And rent is very, very reasonable. You can live here for less than $500 a month with all utilities included.
0: And it's – yeah. So it's you used to say that Saipan was the freest place in the world. This? Uh, nope, I did not. I no. never
2: said that. And that's one of the problems with radio is is that things aren't written down. They're recorded, but not written down. Hmm. What I said was Saipan is the freest place in America. Oh, in America. Okay. So why uh, yeah. is Morazon
1: the freest place in the world? Well, let me know when New Hampshire gets its own. No, 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 set no, no, of, no, no. Uh, no, no. This has nothing to do with New Hampshire. What makes Morazon yeah. free? Because you're basically um, saying. You know, to give you a, a different question, that, it's like saying Donald Trump is a good president. When someone says, how can you say he's a good president? You don't immediately say, well, Barack Obama was worse. No, I just want to know what makes Morrison the freest place on earth.
2: Right. So I will be happy to answer that question. The answer is, is that they have their own civil law. They like. A uh, Z.A. in Honduras is able to set up its own civil law. It has its own police force. And um, the only way that the Honduran police force, who have never entered Morazan, could enter is, is if there's some criminal uh, criminal complaint or something like that. And it would have to be pretty major.
1: So Morazan
2: to... is a Z.A. in the Honduras? Right. So okay. the Z.A. law has been repealed, but... The ZAs that are in existence have fi- have a 50-year
0: window. Hmm. Are they fighting, and, by the way? I know that uh, there's lawyers involved with the one on Roatan, which is an island off of Honduras, where there's another ZA. Is it just the two of them, or are there more than two ZAs in Honduras that you're aware of? There are three ZAs, uh-huh. but the third
2: one is just uh you know, just a—I th- I think it's a agricultural thing that wasn't included mm-hmm. um, in previous laws. So they just want to take advantage of it. They don't have the philosophical bend that um, Morazon or Prospera would have. So, uh, do so, you know if the um, those also, two
0: are teaming up to to fight the attack on the Zed? Well, they are individually fighting.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Prospera is certainly waging quite a resistance. Um, Morazan attempted to work with the Honduran government and things were going forward with that. But then the Honduran government reverted to, uh, you know, the current commies that are running it, reverted Mm -hmm. to the kind of rhetoric that commies have. You know, the the sovereignty of the Honduran people, which, of course, they mean Mm -hmm. the sovereignty of we who are in charge because they don't care Mm -hmm. anything about the Honduran people. You know, they'll be gone in three years with their pockets full, stuffed full of the taxpayers' loot, and they will go off to live in Venezuela or wherever.
0: Now, do you have to? You're in this walled city, right? They've got men with shotguns guarding the place, that kind of thing. Do you have to? Is that true, Mark?
2: Yes, there are men with shotguns guarding
0: the place. It's outside of a city called – I'm pulling this from the uh, morazon.city website – Choloma in Honduras, a fairly large city, I presume. Are you – do you have to leave the the walled garden to go shopping? Uh, we
2: send people out. I mean, labor is very inexpensive. Oh, you, it in sounds
1: very free market. You're, you're living in a prison.
2: <laughs> I'm not. Are. Look, it's a small <laughs> – yeah, I mean, it's a small space. And uh, you can choose to go out, but you will not enjoy the freedom and protection that is afforded to you inside of Morazan. I I, I would also go so far as to say that um, freedom isn't the most exciting thing that one has done. Um, I would say that the invigorating fight against tyranny that you're waging in New Hampshire is more fun. It's more of a purpose. Living in freedom isn't particularly purposeful
1: i i don't know man you, you had me up until we got to the walled guards the the walls with the guards and the shotguns and you know not the, those things it's are just needed the size, for a reason right it's just the
2: size of the place that has the walls with the guns well you live in a you live in a large prison with walls uh with men and men with wall, men with guns on those walls <laughs>
1: The, ah, there prefer, is. You just say thank you. There are no armed guards on the border with Canada, and the only yeah, one. Yeah, there are. Are there? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You you
0: are forced to stop and talk to them uh, when you're trying to go across one side or another. Are they armed? You better believe oh, yeah, they're okay. armed.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of that either.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with Mark, and that was I I said that as well. Like we're all in some level of a prison. There's no doubt about that. This one that Mark is in is one of his choosing. He's chosen to go to this place, and he says he feels more free uh, within these walls. And
2: you—that's not what I said either. You are free to leave. I am free to leave, Uh, and uh, um, that—you know—what I would say is, is in fact, I'm sort of here testing out what these freedoms mean Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I can't talk intelligently about it until I've lived it. And we advocate for freedom on Free Talk Live all the time. How? Uh, How can I live with myself if I don't go live in the freest place in the world when I can, especially Mm -hmm. when it's very attainable? Um, You know, uh, rent lower than five hundred dollars a month for an individual here.
1: That's nothing. A choice between plantations.
0: Well, that's what we all have, unfortunately, for this moment. Um, I don't blame Mark for trying this out. I'm I'm actually more curious to see what uh, what it's like when you go to Choloma. Are you going to uh, venture in there and you know go grocery shopping? Are you are you too afraid of uh, what might happen?
2: I've been to Choloma many times, uh, probably. Jeez, I don't want to exaggerate. Tw- Twelve to twenty times. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Choloma? It's a city that's Chiloma right there. Is yeah, Choloma is the. Uh, uh, you know, not so pleasant suburbs of San Pedro Sula. Um, and, and what is that? You know, that's uh, one of the major cities of Honduras. There's basically okay. two major cities, the capital Tegucigalpa and the industrial hub of San Pedro Sula and Chaloma. There's a lot of factories that make like underpants and t-shirts and mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Uh, so much of the clothing in the United States is made in Honduras and it's made here in places that have special economic zones that have special tax uh, status and the ZA was uh, a step forward in this to create a place that had even better tax status and would probably provide even better jobs so I've been to Chiloma many times I don't feel threatened there and I don't feel unsafe okay but so you'd say I wouldn't it? walk from Morazon to the grocery store
0: mm-hmm. um, at night okay all right, fair enough. You know, so but there's places in the United
2: States I wouldn't walk at night either. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, so, would you liken it to kind of like uh, Acapulco, where you know, for the most part, the fears of the you know, potential murders or whatever completely overblown.
2: Um, I wouldn't. I haven't been here long enough to say. I I did do quite a bit of walking in Acapulco, and I felt lo- so long as I was moving and kept moving, I didn't I uh, didn't have a problem. I like to walk for exercise, and uh, I wouldn't hang out and you know do drug deals or something on the That's street. That's a bad plan of, for sure. Yeah, of Acapulco, but um, you know, I think that yeah, I feel like Choloma is more dangerous than Acapulco if I had to make really? an assertion.
1: You know. Yeah. I obviously I don't believe that one should trade freedom for security. So obviously, right? But yep. I don't know, maybe maybe there is this is something I'm gonna to have to give some thought to because it is it worth the the freedom that you have with the with the risks that it could entail? I mean you you're scared to go to well you're not scared, he I don't wanna use that word. Go, yeah. But you won't go to the grocery store at night because something bad might happen to you right? i wouldn't walk there right okay you wouldn't walk to the grocery store at night because something bad could happen to you it, is there a maybe there is a trade off here that's that's worth making i don't know i'm just saying that it's something for me to think about yeah, I think that, so, I uh, you know, I would want everybody to know
2: what they're dealing with before they ever decided to come here. And there's room for you if you decide to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, currently at Morazon, there are spaces. So all you have to do is get a hold of me, uh, email me at marketfreetalklive.com, and I'll put you in touch with people that can get you a space if that's what you want to do. Um, it's certainly has its advantages. You're talking about living in a prison. Um, when you're living in an icy hellscape uh, you know which so many of Americans are for the next three months, this won't be that way.
1: Sure. And how is it be- toward trans people? Or is this like mm-hmm. a, a straight white dude only kind of thing? Well this is um there's
2: Honduran families here and they're uh, you know our libertarians here. Not
1: all of them well, obviously- are straight white guys, but um you know, Obviously, I would Honduras say that, is going to be safe for Hondurans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that sort of goes without saying.
2: There's 64 households in Morazan. I would say that with that number, that I would feel safe as a trans person. I'm not a trans person, but uh, I would feel safe bringing my friend who is a trans person here. Now, being a trans person is the kind of thing that I could never understand, right? I can't understand why somebody feels, uh, you know, so compelled to, uh, you know, dress in a way that is going to bring down so much societal pressure on them. And I suspect that societal pressure will probably exist in a lot of places. I wouldn't call it trans friendly, but I would feel comfortable in
0: telling you that you're going to be safe here.
2: Okay, let's go the
0: phones here. I I do have I know you want more on this, but let's go to a bad slave on the line in New Hampshire. Bad slave. You're on free talk live.
6: Thanks, guys, for uh, taking my call. Sure. I, you know, you've been talking about taxation, and 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 the, I think the mistake that a lot of liberty people make is that that they think that there is any reason uh, in the present system for at, at least the federal level of taxation, any reason at all. They, you know. The, the amount of money that that should be, uh, you know, accumulated through extortion as it is, is uh, supposed to be, you know, some minuscule amount that, uh, you know, does the basic seventeen functions of the central government, and 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 we've got to stop. Looking at these
1: hordes
6: of of pirates that 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 are part of the, the swamp or whatever you want to call it, part of the central government that 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 you know that somehow they deserve you know retirement for doing things that basically kill people and rob people and lie to people and. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, they this definitely is, don't deserve that.
0: They... I mean, it would be wonderful if we could get rid of government pensions and get rid of taxes entirely. And, you know, maybe we have a chance to do things like that here in New Hampshire, but we're going to have to have thousands more like-minded, liberty-oriented people migrating here to try to uh, to change the system. And it's not an easy task.
6: That's right. And that's, and that's really, I think, the only way forward to a, a, a realistic... You know, sorry, Mark, I, you know, I, I can't buy your, your tin pot, you know, sometimes communist, sometimes maybe not so communist governments and, uh, cause they don't have any honesty or, or, uh, honor to, uh, to,
1: this is why I call
6: agreement.
2: the free state project the most patriotic organization I know because they really believe America is the best place in the world no
0: i don't know if that's true
6: well, I, I you know I think they, you their actions it out,
0: belie it what's that you, Slave?
6: Average, you average yeah listen you average it out for um uh you know the the past whatever years uh and you know we have uh we have inched forward in some freedom areas and we've fell back in, in a lot of other hidden areas. And and uh you know, we're all becoming aware of this stuff. So we can do something about it. You can't do anything about uh about, Honduras. uh, uh you know, Central America or whatever. They're they're all gonna, you know,
0: but Mark is doing something about
1: the Honduran government. What's he doing about the Honduran government? Well, he's getting them out of Morazan's life, right? Like he, they've got this For ZA 50 now, years. right? But I mean, and they're fighting that as well to make it <laughs> yeah. more permanent or whatever. But uh, I disagree. I think Mark has the same, or Mark and the whatever the the ZA project, whatever you want to call it. I think they have the same chance of affecting the Honduran government that we in New Hampshire have of, of affecting the New Hampshire government well I, I and I'd like to point out I think it's worth
2: uh, stating and restating and restating is is that when do you bad slave think that New Hampshire is going to have that you are going to be able to set up a region a zone in New Hampshire where you can establish your own civil law, your own police, uh, you'd be free of import and export duties and pay a 1% uh income tax to the government. When do you think that's going to happen? Because I need a time frame on this in order well, to make my decision. You
6: don't have a time, you don't have a time frame for anything. So I, I
2: already have, have all of those. They're already achieved right now.
6: No, they aren't. Yes, they are. They aren't. Okay. They are not. They are. They are a fantasy, and you'll find out as time. Laws
1: are a fantasy. I will agree with you uh, uh, about that. Yes. Mark is literally there, though. Bad slave, you, you caught that part, right? Like, yeah, he's living at
0: this place, Morazan City, where all of those things are apparently true.
6: You know, and they got uh, what did you say, sixty-four people there, or something? Family, sixty-four units. I, you know, yeah. that's a, that is not enough people. To you know, call out the, the the wolves. You know what I mean. I, I
2: don't want it, to it, do it, anything with the wolves. I just want them to
6: stay outside. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's what won't happen.
2: Okay, but is that well, not, happening? not staying outside there either? The wolves, the wolves kicked the door yeah. in a Free Talk Live studios uh, two years ago, and they had their way with me, and uh, they had Ooh, their way Bart. with my. and they had their way with my good friends and it's uh you know i'm sorry like there's i I, it's it's not free there either
6: and be done
0: sorry bad slave say that again
6: (laughs) works man
0: you're breaking up really back up there man maybe it's because you're getting a little loud i'm not sure say that one more time
6: the central government does not have uh a uh you know, a, a fix on these things, you know, the, the, but but New Hampshire has a, uh, you know, the, the, the central government doesn't have jurisdiction over the over the individual states. There. You're right about sure that. Like
2: I will do. concede that point. New Hampshire has more sovereignty, if we want to use such a term, has more sovereignty, more independence, more control of its jurisdiction than morison does. That much is true. However, I would say that Morison, with its limited amount of sovereignty and uh, limited jurisdictional power, has more freedom, as defined by libertarians, than New Hampshire does. Now, can you achieve it? I suppose you can. But I wonder to myself why. If we want to see what this does, and we have it in one place, and we don't have it in another, let's try the place that we have it. Thank you, bad slate for think the call. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Mark. There's always going to be a battle between tyranny and those who want to live free. There mm-hmm. is, yeah. and I see. And if you think that New Hampshire is the best place to fight that battle, then you know by all means. But I don't want to fight anymore. I want to build. And the level of freedom I'm looking for is available today, and I just want to build housing and businesses in that area. I think it's a lot easier to put – to lay concrete uh, – to, to lay blocks on top of uh, foundations than it is to fight every day uh, for more freedom.
0: To each their own. Yeah. I mean, I mean I think it's interesting, but what happens in 50 years? I don't know what happens in 50 years. Presumably in 50
2: years, a uh, a much larger amount of freedom that I would predict New Hampshire has either um, will result in a level of prosperity and success on, akin to what uh, happened in Hong Kong. It didn't even take 50 years for Hong Kong to show that it was a more prosperous
0: zone than Shenzhen mm-hmm. across the uh, the Of course, Hong Kong is a little bit larger than the area that you're dealing with, right? Like you said, there's 64 housing units. Does that pretty much max the place out, or could they build another 64 on top of the existing 64 and go up a level? I think we might have lost Mark. Uh, So apparently the internet is also an issue there. He did mention this, by the way. Earlier to me, uh, right before we started the show, he did tell me they were uh, they did have an internet outage at some point okay. uh, earlier today at morrison.city. Oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm terribly
2: sorry about that. There, there. It seems to be an internet outage about once every hour here for about 40 seconds. And it's embarrassing, but it's true. We, did you hear we're my trying question? to get it fixed.
0: Did you happen to hear yes. my question? Go ahead. Yeah, then. the question was, what about what happens in 50 years? Well, no, and no, the no. no. F- there, there was a subsequent question, which was, uh, the size of the place is fairly limited by comparison. You're comparing to Hong Kong, and of course, that's you know got a couple million people or whatever there. Uh, your place has 64 housing units. Can they build another 64 units on top of the existing ones and and you know scale up? Or is 64 uh, they have the max?
2: They have two and a half square kilometers here, mm-hmm. so they could they you know they have if you go to Morazan. That's that, City, like five miles, or is. No, much smaller than that. Okay, uh, it's probably somewhere around uh, something shy
0: of a square mile. So I always forget which direction the yeah. two point two goes. Yep. Uh, okay, so square and mile. So they've got they could expand beyond the sixty four units. Is what you're saying? Easily. Okay, um, and they have
2: the plans for that. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's a giant plan already at Morazan If you want to mm-hmm. go look at that, but um, the uh, also the ZA laws at one point included the ability to add. Um, Add land. All a landowner right. had to do was say, I want to be part of the ZA and the ZA agree that you can be part of the ZA and then they would have to work with the government to change hands of the, the deed. But that's, that's where repealed. the sticking point is right now. That's been repealed is completely. That currently. Yeah, the, currently the government doesn't want to uh, let go of land, but. There will be a new government in three years.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I don't think the 50 years thing is terribly important. And, you know, people can say this is short sighted to me and wh- whatever. If they want to do that, that's fine. But I, there, there's not a very high chance that I'm going to even be alive in 50 years. Sure. And,
0: but some people have children, right? Like a lot sure. of people, they want to see more liberty for their offspring right. and their children's children. I completely children.
1: understand. Right. But I'm not one of them. Sure. I don't have children. I got you. I mean, the world could crash and burn in an apocalyptic hillscape in 50 years, and it, it really won't matter to me. I would prefer that not to happen mm-hmm. just for moral and philosophical reasons and whatever, but it's not going to affect me. So I, if I can achieve liberty in my lifetime and have 100% freedom, I don't care if Hitler comes back from the dead and mm-hmm. takes over the universe in 50 years when mm-hmm. I'm dead, mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that's narcissistic, and I think a lot, maybe it is, but a lot of people they even like somebody like me, I don't
0: have children. I got a vasectomy years ago, 20 years ago or whatever. I'm not planning on on having children, but I do see the value in working towards more freedom just gen- sure. generally, right just for for people that do come later on.
1: I don't mean to say that. say that I don't see value in that. Yeah. Certainly, I don't want. I don't think I would take that trade of. Okay, you you'll have complete freedom for the rest of your life, but afterward, there's no freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would necessarily make that trade. But I'm also not going to base my life around or make any sort of decisions about how to live my life based on what may or may not happen in 50 years. You know, I don't I, I don't know how to convey what I'm trying to say.
0: I, I kind of get where you're uh, coming from there. Uh, Mark, you are in morazon.city. That is the website, dot city. For those that are more interested in checking out that as an alternative to trying to change things in the U.S., and I think it's worth looking into because uh, there should be different approaches out there. We're going to continue. There's more coming up here with fem- uh, feminine or female M&Ms. Apparently, there's a new controversy. Ari is going to tell us about it coming up in Hour 3 in your calls as well. live, And it is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online anytime. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we have waiting for you there at uh, freetalklive.com. Uh, Of course, you probably heard that I've been convicted by a jury of eight different counts of completely victimless so-called crimes, and I'm scheduled to be sentenced on that in April on the 14th. Letters are welcome, and thank you to everyone who has so far uh, written one. Definitely appreciate it. Letters to the judge, to be clear. Right. Uh, His name is Joseph LaPlante, and... All things considered, he was a better, uh, better judge than I expected. I'd, I'd heard the horror stories. We talked in detail about the Ross Ulbricht case where that judge wouldn't even allow the defense to put on a defense. And it was like a totally corrupt situation from top to bottom. I felt like uh, LaPlante was at least fair as far as how he handled the case. He seemed to play it pretty evenly uh, to both sides. So hopefully he will be similarly fair In his sentencing, which again is coming up. We are going to appeal all of the eight counts. So there is that. Uh, There's a possibility, I would say a a good possibility, I'll be able to stay out on uh, pending the appeal. So I may not actually have to report to any kind of prison, even if there is a prison sentence uh, given on April 14th. But your letters may assist if, for instance, you've done something you know that gives your opinion more a little more weight, maybe you've worked for the military or some government agency. Don't forget to mention that uh, in your letter; it certainly doesn't hurt. And uh, don't use your letters as an opportunity to like go off about you know what you think about the government. That's not going to help uh, the the situation either. So better to stay focused on how I might have helped you in your life or how I have helped the community, for instance. Uh, focus on those things you can learn more as well as get the uh, the address over at letters.freetalklive.com the address is 63 emerald street number 610 in keene new hampshire 03431 again you can go to letters.freetalklive.com or just uh and again you'll get all the instructions there if you feel like you're pretty good with what you want to send just Print it out, sign it, make sure you got your contact information on there in case the judge wants to reach out to you for some reason and uh, and send it over. If you want to send a draft copy, if you feel better doing that, you can you can email it to me. But the details are at letters.freetalklive.com. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, read. I
2: wrote one and um, I encourage everybody to write one. Uh, please do. Um, I wouldn't just encourage you. I would uh, beseech you to do so. Please take the time to write a letter to Ian uh, for It's Ian. not to me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Letter for you and to Judge LePant. But one thing that I would say is is that I had one line in there that was the mildest of critiques of sort of the the jury and their decisions. Just can't help yourself, can you? It's hard. and Like any of us, I think it's hard. And what I'm saying is is I removed it. Um, I removed it because it's not going to do any good and it's only going to cause the things that I say to be discounted. And... I'm trying to get something across, so I'm going to, you know, say the things that, uh, that that would be helpful in this circumstance. I am flabbergasted by the result, but you know,
1: that's the result. I have not written a letter. Um, I'm going to. I, I don't it would think be that useless. co-defendant no.
0: letters are really use, useful. In no, case. it.
1: It no it. Obviously, it wouldn't be, it would never make it to the judge and probably never make it to even your attorney because mm-hmm. it's, it would be useless. However, I, I think it would be a good gesture for me to do. So well, I, I, I appreciate to. the
0: thought. And you could certainly, sur- I wouldn't tell you you can't. Right. Just, I just don't expect it's going to get through there. I the, 100% the am positive
1: it wouldn't, yeah. but that wouldn't really be the point.
0: Let's go to the phones here. We got uh, Joe on the line in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Joe.
7: Yeah, how you doing, Ian? How you
0: doing? Welcome, sir. How you doing, Mark? You're on the air.
7: Okay, I'd like to talk about three uh, fighters for justice on the level of the Lone Ranger. First of all, let's talk about Robert Cesaro, who was facing 20 years FBI agent for destroying evidence in the case of State Senator John Woods of Arkansas. Now, Mr. Cesaro with his Fight for justice claimed he uh, erased the evidence by accident. But it was later found out that he hired a computer expert to erase the evidence. So he was facing 20 years. Now, Mr. Cesaro's lawyer said, Well, I would have cited cases of two other fine agents that work for the FBI, such as FBI lawyer kevin Kleinsmith, who got one year probation for altering evidence in russiagate cesaro also cited another fine agent uh william tisabee who got a suspended one year sentence for probation when he came in the case against uh missouri governor Eric Gretchens, and he was found totally innocent, but he also faced uh, he also got a year's uh, probation. I'm not sure what are you and what then, are you
0: getting at here, Joe? are you saying that these FBI agents are getting light sentences compared to what any of the rest of us would get?
7: Uh, what I'm getting at is uh, the FBI agents are uh, corrupt and they manipulate evidence.
0: Sure, okay. And, and then they get a slap on the, the hand. Thing. Right, Uh, and here's
7: some proof. I got some proof here. Uh, Former FBI crime uh, lab scientist Fred Whitehurst, now he became a whistleblower, and he told uh, John Kelly and Philip Warner, uh, he gave evidence, or not evidence, but testimony, in their book, uh, "Tainted Evidence, behind the evidence at the FBI crime labs that, they had uh, ordered evidence in so many cases, and some of the big cases that they, the FBI ordered the evidence in was uh, the Unabomber, O.J. Simpson, and the Oklahoma bombing cases.
0: So you're saying they and had the a guy U. that worked at the crime lab um, right, right. in this crime book lab. all about, like, he's he's telling all, essentially, saying that the FBI has been uh, manipulating evidence and this is not uncommon. Right.
7: But here, But here it is. The uh, inspector general found Whitehurst's allegations to be substantiated. So these are our fighters for justice who went against you.
1: I mean, I'm not our at feet. all surprised. I, had, I thought it was sort of. I mean, the the idea of the FBI or any law enforcement agent as being, you know, these shining symbols of justice and honor and truth.
7: Like, right, like the Lone Ranger, of course. They, they, they did everything so well.
1: Well, I don't know anything about the Lone Ranger, but I know that's certainly the mythology that a lot of Americans buy into, especially in regards to the FBI, that, you know, they're the bravest of the brave and the most honorable among the honorable. But... We as libertarians, we know better. They're, they're just flesh and blood creatures who want power. They have power and they abuse that
0: power. That's what happens with people with power. Joe, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the story. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Just more you know, to pile on the already existing tons of you know, stories about corruption within the FBI.
1: Yeah, it's limitless.
0: Yeah, I mean, we found in uh, in the Crypto Six case under testimony, the head agent in the case, uh, Agent Catherine Tebow, uh, basically got caught in a lie on the stand where she said at one point that there was supposed to be a call out per the warrant to search this property, and the call out meant that they would like yell outside or through a megaphone or something like, "All right, we got the place surrounded. You got sixty seconds or whatever to you know right. to come on out." And, of course, the video didn't show any sort of thing like that. Uh, that Their call-out was a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It showed a call-out. It was a man throwing a grenade. I don't think that qualifies. But uh, So then she had to admit later that, oh, well, she wasn't actually there when they breached the house. She was down the street, so she couldn't testify as to whether or not the call-out actually occurred, even though she insisted that it had happened.
1: I mean, how much time are they legally required to give before it's not a call-out? Because, I mean, they can say they, you know, knocked on my door if they want and mm-hmm. i don't have i mean it's pretty clear from the footage i had that they they didn't do that but if uh, if they just knocked on my door said aria open up or whatever and then just immediately battered the door down yeah. for, how much time do you get yeah and and i wouldn't have woke up anyway because You're it was six o'clock sleep. in the morning yeah. at an unreasonable hour in the middle right. of in the middle of winter.
0: All right, so uh open phone well, to- I would say this
1: regarding it um it is true well-
2: all the things that you say is true um i didn't see anything that looked like doctored evidence in this case. i didn't see anything that I thought was oh, there's a blatant lie or anything like that. I saw the interpretations of the evidence that were incorrect mm-hmm, and certainly. Um, obviously, the jury believed what I consider to be incorrect interpretations of the evidence, but I didn't see anything that I would have considered doctored evidence. Would you, Ian?
0: No, I, I can't say I saw anything uh, doctored. We certainly would have talked about it if uh, if something like that had come up. Certainly, they cherry-picked and they took things out of context, and these are probably more the prosecutors than any, anyone else that did Absolutely. that, Absolutely, uh, in order to paint a certain picture that wasn't really true to the jury. But uh, that aside, there's uh, news we can get into here, Aria. You've got a story about the M&M's. Who knew that there were male and female M&M's, apparently, and that's causing some controversy?
1: I knew there were male and female M&M's because I remember when they introduced the green M&M, -hmm. she was... She was very obviously female, right? It's, it's, a I mean, can, it's a piece
0: of candy that has, like, what, eyelashes and a female voice? Yeah, they did it's something. An
1: anthropomorphized piece of candy? Right, which is, it says a lot about human beings that we can actually just give it some arbitrary characteristics. Like, I think, eyelashes. That's
0: literally it, right? I and, saw the
1: picture. And maybe she wore high heels or something, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> it, <laughs>
0: Was yeah, it? it? was the the eyes had sort of eye shadow on mm-hmm.
2: them and were squinty as opposed to the big round male eyes of the yellow
1: Eminem and the red Eminem. Wasn't she like sexualized at the beginning? Where or, or was it? There's something like that going on. There was some. There was, some... Some, con- there was a,
0: some previous controversy before this one of some kind of campaign to quote unquote keep the green Eminem sexy. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs>
1: and then, like. Look, if Whatever you're looking at this round piece of candy with bizarre legs and arms, and the word "sexy", sexy comes, comes to, to mind, mind. Yeah, I yeah. I'm concerned about you for many reasons, <laughs> and yeah, that that I'm still concerned about these people, even in this new controversy. Uh, they're not saying the agreement of is sexy now. We're moving on from that, but yeah, this is different. It's no less concerning that, and. I got to admit, this is this is one of these divisive pieces where Fox News is like, we're outraged and we're led to believe that this is widespread, that mm. conservatives throughout the United States, they're they're outraged. And look at them. They're so silly being upset over these M&Ms. The reality is only Fox News cares about this. I I, I sincerely mm. doubt yeah. anyone out there is like, how dare they do this to my M&Ms?
2: I really felt like I missed out, you know, like I didn't see any Starbucks uh, coffee cup uh, stories this year. I, I didn't go looking either. I'm sure that somebody wrote one, but uh, you know how the Starbucks is out to destroy Christmas and all that sort of thing. This is bread and butter for Fox and this, and the, and this kind of uh, media ilk. And I, I feel like this is, this is my, this is what I get. This is what I get for waiting. This is, I get this Eminem story instead. Sure. Well, so well,
0: what it, is is the, getting, I mean, it is getting coverage outside of Fox. For yeah, whether it's but, got the same sort of breathless, oh my god kind of coverage, I don't know.
1: I'm sure it's getting coverage outside. I mean, we're covering it and we're not Fox News, right? However, I don't think the, the average person out there on Facebook or Twitter is actually upset about this. I, I suspect that us talking about these, the reaction to it is probably the only actual, I don't know how to explain that. Anyway, so M&M's is making a statement with its latest candy pack, which features an all-female set of characters, including Purple, its newest addition. I I can understand, before you go on with the story
0: here, we're going to get into what this statement is, but I can understand the position that this is just candy okay do you need to be making a damn political statement with your new bags of candy that are coming out can we just keep the candy separate from the politics like i can totally understand that particular uh perspective here it's divisive it's unnecessarily divisive to go essentially go woke which is i think what they're they're trying to say here
1: i don't know if it's well
0: go ahead mark
2: yeah i I, i it's not the candy it's the anthropomorphization. So um, if m and decides to make a bunch of candies and anthropomorphize them and they're all male, then that says something about our society, about uh, the m m M&M Mars company. It says something about a lot of things. Now, I don't know what it says, and you, it's up for interpretation. Maybe what you're saying is, is that violence i.e. eating candy, is acceptable against males, and it's not acceptable against females— or maybe what it's saying is is that when you think of a human being, you immediately think of a male, which, of course, uh, suggests a patriarchal society. I don't know what any of this stuff is. But, but is I'm this willing the place say, of
0: m ms Mars Corporation to make a political comment about you know why women need to flip the status quo, which is what they're going to say here on the, the M&M bags? I, mean, I don't know what – it's their marketing. I don't right? want to interject, and though. It's clearly working.
1: And point out that – it, whatever it would say about society that you know we anthropomorphized m and we made them all men they did that right mm-hmm. the the two original sure. m they were men and they were exclusive of women and yeah. i don't remember any anyone standing around going this is this is exclusive of of women and we, where's we the can't women you know right?
0: female M&M
1: <laughs> right and once but,
0: it
2: once that it became popular it, They'd made the green one female, like the Smurfette of M&M's.
1: There's only one. But but that doesn't mean it says nothing about society that they created two characters to represent M&M's and they were both men. It says something, as you point out. Right. But did anyone care about that back in the day? Mm, No. And I'm not saying they should have. I'm just saying. I didn't care
2: about this until the story was brought up either. Um, So now I care a little bit. And uh, that is a benefit to M and M's, uh, Mars. Um, I it guess looks like they've but, gotten around the, the the controversy. But
0: are you? Do you care enough to go and buy the M and M's? That's the question. Do okay. you, are you going to go and buy the new supporting women M and M's package? No, I'm not. Uh, but if I buy M&Ms, I wouldn't care what they put
2: on the packaging. It wouldn't matter to me at all. I think that companies should take their marketing where they can get it, and this is an unqualified success, in my opinion, uh, for uh, M&M Mars Company. Remember Subaru back, I think it was the 90s, discovered that lesbians preferred their car over other cars, and they they began to Mm -hmm. market to lesbians. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, you know, I mean, by all means, if those are the people buying your cars, then sell
1: to the people, you know, pitch pitch to the catchers. So candy maker Mars announced that the limited edition all female pack and
0: the limited edition
1: collect them all. It's not an all female <laughs> pack because there aren't genders. M's don't have genders. They're female if they say they are. But they're they're candy. <laughs> they don't have genders. That's the point, right? What if, what so if
2: they made them candy genitals and then oh then they would certainly have genders, right?
0: Yeah. They didn't do that. They haven't I, gone that far. I would yet. say
1: no, but that's irrelevant. It, it will include only purple, brown, and green, the candy's trio of female characters who are upside down on the package to quote, celebrate women everywhere who are flipping the status quo. The packs are. What does are, that even mean? I have no idea, man they they're they're, change, they're they're flipping the table upside down i guess it's empowering things. dialogue it's empowering dialogue to make them look uh, edgy i guess purple the spokes candy announced last year what and the first <laughs> new m ms character in a decade is a purple peanut Eminem. Which is the worst of the MMs. Mm. The peanut butter one's not so bad, mm-hmm. but the peanut M's, who wants who wants nuts in their candy? That's some, I don't know.
0: Some people do. Some people really love chocolate with nuts
1: in it. I guess, man. And some, okay. According to the brand, she is a singer who foregoes high heels for lace up boots and has a quirky, confident personality. This is a piece of candy mm. and CNN put an advertisement right literally on top of the article so I have to finish in the middle of a sentence because they covered it up with an ad. Power of fun to create purposeful connections as we work to create a world where everyone feels they belong said Gabrielle Wesley chief marketing officer. I presume this is why they did it the first half of the sentence is lost to this advertisement but it's to create purposeful connections as we work to create a world where everyone feels they belong, whatever that means. And again, we're talking about M&M's here. We're talking yeah. about candy. I mean, that sounds so, really nice.
2: Uh, well, just it, it sounds really nice, but it's obviously, obviously bloviating nonsense. I mean, if sure. I don't feel like I belong, and maybe I don't, maybe right now at this moment, I don't feel like I belong. What is M&M's, the company, going to
0: do about that? Like nothing, make me change. feel like I belong.
1: <laughs> <Right>. Candy Company. <laughs> They're well, gonna
0: change their packaging, and that's it.
1: <laughs> in and of itself, nothing, Mark. But you know, it, it's it's different for you, and I, I hate saying this, but it's different from you being a a straight cis white dude because you are represented everywhere. But it would mean something to me on some level, not to see a trans Eminem, but to see some sort of trans representation in media. And I don't well, know what it would just, mean. It wouldn't be life-changing. Representation,
2: don't you just want female representation? I mean, isn't your goal not to be trans, but your, your
1: goal is, in fact, to be a woman? My goal is irrelevant. I am, in fact, trans. Okay. So, so there's no goal or objective or target here. That's I would just uh, push
2: back against the notion that somehow you're special because of trans or more special because of trans. I never used the word trans. special. OK, well, what I'm saying is, is that you're you're feeling some kind of, um, you know, uh, bolstering of your personality. If there's a trans uh, person represented, I'm just saying, where are the ex-convict M&Ms? I mean, here I yeah. am for the last 25 years. I've been an ex-convict. And by the way, I'm discriminated <laughs> against legally. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much every other group has, uh, you know, no discrimination right. is allowed. I, would um, on the other hand, it's just fine. And they don't have ex-convict M&Ms. That's a great
0: point. They don't care about you. You're not going to get don't. your own packaging.
1: I don't feel like I belong. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into the victim Olympics with you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but the tax come Thank in. Thank God,
0: because you can't win this one. No, he makes <laughs> a good point. Like, they, they clearly are never going to make everybody feel good with their product, right? Like this No, is and tra- I'm not trying to suggest they pandering. would.
1: I, all I wanted to do was make the point that it would mean something on some level. It means something to that little black girl when she sees a black mermaid on Disney. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't, but it means something. It lets her know that, you know, they're, I don't know what it lets her know, but it means something. It's special to her. Yeah, I really it don't means care something about something
2: uh, to me when I see... Uh, people who have been in trouble with the law manage to turn their lives around and be successful. I've got to say it; it absolutely does sure. mean that. But um, somebody patronizing me with a piece of candy wouldn't do any good <laughs> at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I really don't care about a black mermaid. You know, you guys can uh, Disney can make their characters whatever they want to make them. But when we're talking about candy, trying to act like they're making some sort of global impact for good, and it's just like you guys just want to sell more candy. That's you just think you're going to sell more candy by doing this. That's all this is. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can follow us on our Odyssey channel as well if you want to get the latest video archives of Free Talk Live. You can do that over at video.freetalklive.com. That is video.freetalklive.com. It's Ian, Aria, and Mark here as we continue... Uh, we've been talking about the mm's the latest controversy
1: over M&M's. well because fox is calling it a controversy but not like like we talked about and I'm not sure there's any sort of actual controversy here.
0: absolutely there is because people get really upset over these sorts of things I'm not saying I'm upset about it but you can I could definitely see conservatives lo- losing their s over this particular thing and I don't I don't think they're necessarily wrong from a principled standpoint. I think it's it's silly to get all upset over it. It's just a company taking a political position. But I get the point that they shouldn't. Like, the M&M's corporation well, I mean, it's,
1: is... It's, as more pointed out, it's just marketing for them. So well, I mean, that's
0: the thing. The question is, what M&M's has to decide is is this marketing going to benefit them more than it is going to hurt them? Because obviously there's some people that are going to take offense to what they've done here. For listeners just tuning in, we're talking about some new packaging that the uh, M&M's company is coming out with about, quote-unquote, supporting women, which there's nothing wrong with that, flipping the status quo. And so it's definitely taking kind of like this, you know, girl power, uh, woke kind of perspective And anytime a company takes sort of a political position like this, they have to be bargaining that they think it's going to be worth more than it it costs them, right? So are they going to – they're going to lose some sales, They're going to lose sales to the conservatives who are just like, you know what, I can go get my chocolate candies from the local grocery store and I'll buy the generic version. I don't need to buy M&Ms to to get these. And then there's other people who will say, oh, you know, I haven't bought M&Ms in a while, but I like that they're supporting women flipping the status quo and they're going to give money. Apparently it's a dollar from each pack from these spe- special limited edition packages, a dollar will go towards so-called women empowerment organizations, including She is the Music and We Are Moving the Needle. And I did check into these organizations, just out of curiosity, and uh, they are both... Uh, apparently, they're both helping women in the recording industry.
1: But so. as you point out, these are... there. There's no substance here for a person to get upset about. All they did was... Changed the packaging a little bit, and they released a a bag of M and M's that only has three colors in it versus the five colors. The worst colors,
0: by the way, some of the most boring uh, colors: purple, sure, and but there's not even a
1: flavor standpoint to get upset about here because all the M and M's taste the same. It's literally just a color. So, I mean, what is there for anyone to be upset about or even happy about?
2: They're trotting out the, uh, the the whole thing where women in the entertainment industry have to live up to different standards than men do, and that's true. I mean, there's a lot of ugly guys in the entertainment industry, specifically in the music industry, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of unattractive women. And that's because women have to not only have a good voice, but they have to be good-looking too, whereas – um, men have to have, you know, the talent and the voice, but not necessarily the good looks.
0: Uh, we I can did. talk more about this one coming point. up here. Uh, I've got Neil on the line in Arizona, though. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Neil. Listening to K Talks.
3: Yeah, um, that place in Honduras, more M O R A Z A N dot city. Is there a dot com after that? First of all,
2: no. That's the URLs. Um, they've yeah, they've got one oh, of those uh, special oh,
7: URLs.
3: Okay. Okay, can you tell me what the lifestyle is like over there? Like you said, you wouldn't walk to the store at night. Is the store close enough to walk to during the day? And can you no. get the kinds of groceries we're accustomed to getting to here? Can you get beef? Uh, how many square feet are the you know those little apartments?
2: I don't know the well. So for one, they use metric down here. So, um, <laughs> but I would say that maybe. Six or seven hundred square feet for the two bedroom, uh, one bath apartments that are. Uh, less than five hundred dollars for a you know for all your expenses. That's internet. That's power. That's water. That's all of that stuff. Um, obviously, some people use more power than others. Some people are going to want a, more air conditioning than others, and so that it, it depends. This isn't where this thing is. Is not a walking community. I mean, the inside of it is the uh, just slightly less than one square mile that is encased in um, in a wall. That is a walking community, but there's really only 64 housing units. One of which has a little store in it, um, and then there's a couple of industrial units. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't mature as a city. Um, this isn't a golf so when community. You
5: go, when you go to the grocery store, do you feel like you're shopping in a third world country?
2: There are high end grocery stores. There are little uh, shacks on the side of the road with fruit. You can get what you want it um, you know i 've been to the grocery store and i 've seen all kinds of different things and pretty much everything I want is there so um, i it is a third world country, so you are in fact shopping in a third world country but okay, um, yeah, mostly the groceries I would think um, that you know as cheap as delivery is around here, and it 's very inexpensive. I would think that it would make more sense to, uh, to send somebody to get your stuff in most cases. And,
3: and my final question would be is it, uh, is it anywhere close to a beach?
2: No. No, it's not really at all. Um, I do have a property we're working on for, uh, you know, that's close to a beach, and there's another ZA that's close to a beach. But the property I'm talking about isn't. This is, uh, in my opinion, really just for the hardcore libertarians who want to see what a private city um, would look like, and I think okay. it's very much that. But it's not really intended to be a resort, or it, it's nothing close
3: to a resort. Okay. Okay, thank you very much.
2: Hey but if you. you want to know more about it, you can email me at marketfreetalklive.com. dot com. I'll uh forward you on and, to somebody who can handle
3: it. And Aria, if you make it on the air here uh Sunday, I'll be listening.
1: Okay, great. Uh it would it definitely okay. wouldn't be this Sunday. Like I I work and, you know, six o'clock or whatever the whatever the time was. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. That's
3: Yeah, it would be uh it would be after the top of the hour break when we come back at five oh six Sunday time. Uh yeah. Uh, right. California, your time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I work in food service, and that's dinner time, which means you, you don't pull off the floor to go make a phone call in the middle of dinner rush. So, I just okay, realized no I forgot problem. to give
0: that to you. You're referring, Thank you. by the way, Neil, uh, to a trans host of a show out in uh, Needles, California on KTOX. You've uh, sort of given Aria an invitation to... Reach out, and I did give her that contact information. Neil, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Let's continue here. David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David.
8: That's that's the Miss Rob Hansen show on K Talk or Kotex or whatever it is. All right. And uh, be sure to tell Rob hello from David in New Mexico.
1: How are you um, doing today, David? I'm <laughs>
4: doing
8: shit, man, bitching and i'm calling and i'm bitching just bitching and then later i'm gonna go out bitching speaking of that i support women too stand behind them give them a big hug from behind you know kind of little cup there on each side that helps man supports them really good and uh, i wanted Spoken to ask like a, <laughs> <laughs> just like a single
1: dude like
8: a single dude just out there bitching just wrapping it racking them up oh racking a wrong word david
1: David, what it what it what is with you and the word bitching?
8: Oh, that comes from Aria, Aria, because I call to bitch, remember? So I'm bitching. Okay. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Yeah. So what are you calling it's, about tonight? Actually,
8: you know, bitching. You 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 go, go fishing and you go bitching, but bitching's got like three different meanings. You know, I'm I'm doing bitching like teaching Chong, and and then I'm calling on the show and I'm bitching, and and then later. I'm gonna go out bitching like you go out fishing. You know that. So how about that? I learned and, something tonight, David. Yeah, and so I wanted to ask Mark about Honduras, but but there's too many other things. You know, like the reason that lesbians want Subarus is because they got room for their dogs back there. You know, their own and their girlfriend's dogs. That's why you got to have a Subaru. That's the um, first
0: time I've heard that yeah. one.
8: And uh, value added tax is probably not the raw, the right phrase for what your your purpose, what you're looking for, like New Mexico. Does not have a sales tax. New Mexico has a gross receipts tax, which is similar to a value-added tax in some ways, but it's not a value-added tax. Hmm. Uh, it's a gross receipts tax, and that's the word that you're looking for, and that's the word that your or the phrase that your caller was to which was referring, not a value-added tax uh, okay. earlier in the program. And and I, I would well,
0: however, what is a gross a- receipts tax?
8: Um, that just means um, uh, every sales is retail. Grocery receipts mm-hmm. includes people who are not retail. So if a wholesaler sells to a wholesaler, B to B, that's taxed um, at the same percent, you know, uh, or not not necessarily the same, but typically the same, like four percent or eight percent, or whatever the percent is for that application. So, like your caller said, one percent tax on every time that uh, goods move and money. Uh, so how it, is a gross receipts
0: uh, tax, if it affects wholesale purchases, how is it different from a value-added tax?
8: Value-added tax, you have to add value. A gross receipts, all you have to do is transfer possession. You don't need to add a value to it, is my understanding. But I am not, you know, once again, I'm not a just mm. uh, an expert in uh, examining... Uh, so, if, and so when you
0: go down there and you buy something at the store as just a person buying something, there? you get hit with the uh, you, you get hit with the gross receipts tax at the retail level. Yeah,
8: yes. When you go to the store, it's not a sales tax; it's a mm-hmm. gross receipts tax. However, it might as well. If you go to the store, you might as well view it. So this may as... be one
0: of the reasons why uh, New Mexico is one of the most impoverished states. is because they have it's one of the exact, most the worst exactly taxes.
8: Yeah. That is exactly the allegation by those that are on the right, those that are conservative, however you want to describe them, is that the fact that New Mexico has a gross receipts tax and not an un- inconsequential gross receipts tax like 1% uh, could be argued to be, they have a substantial gross receipts tax. So every time that somebody uh, supplies a good or service, and, it, and that's the other thing too, is it's, uh, it's applied to services, not just goods. So if you go to the shop or mm-hmm. get a massage or whatever, um, or lawyer, you know, you're a wow. lawyer. And what is it? You said, is... you said you
0: said four percent, eight percent. What's the actual number?
8: It's like eight percent. Wow, it's like between eight and nine percent.
0: That's crazy.
8: Uh, uh, my, yeah, it's crazy. And that is the exact allegation. Why business does not come to New Mexico? They can't mm-hmm. afford it. And so then one has to uh, uh, assume, speculate that the 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 state of the, those in the powers that be in the state of New Mexico. Apparently, do not want business, do not want commerce in the state of New Mexico, and and the way that they keep them out is by having a high gross receipts tax. Makes that sense. Is the allegation. All
0: right, David, your yeah. your question about Honduras, go ahead.
8: No, well, um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for a different day because there's a something else as well. Uh, two things. One, I wanted to know, uh, Mark, what did you have to do to get your passport back?
2: I never lost it.
8: Oh really? How, how? Well, explain that to me. How does if one gets convicted of a felony? Was this as, in part of the sentencing? Was this a bargaining thing where you never lost your civil rights?
2: When I uh, I was 18 years old, I never had a uh, passport at that time. I got out of prison in 1998, and one of the first things I did, like within two months, was go to uh, the county clerk's office and get my passport the first time, hmm. uh, I didn't have to fill out anything special or anything like that. Um, and I went on a cruise with my mom, so sort of a thank, you know, just a celebration. Um, and that was in 1998. I've had, this is my third passport that I currently have. And there has never been a question as to whether or not uh, i what could have a passport the entire time. So if there's a problem with a felon getting a passport, it's, it's uh, unbeknownst to me.
0: Thank you for the call tonight. I think the, the problem comes in with other countries that don't want to allow felons to come yes. in. Uh, Canada, of course, would be an example of that. Japan, Japan, as we learned the hard way for you, Mark, was uh, another yeah. example of that.
1: Yeah, the Japan yep. story is still one of the the worst experiences I think I've you know, heard of a person encountering. Well, I'll say this
2: is uh, uh, Canada was worse than Japan because I actually spent the night in jail in Canada Mm. for having entered because they had to run me through their little process and officially kick me out. Whereas Mm. uh, Japan, uh, they they held me in like a little room. They told me I had to sit there, but the door was open and uh, I went through their little process. Probably didn't take an hour. And then they got you on a flight leaving basically
1: yeah. quite a violation hey, of your rights
2: they did steal a half gallon uh or they caused me to have to throw away a half gallon of maple syrup that i was bringing for a friend oh, because geez. of their process which uh, annoyed me to know they actually but,
0: put it in a garbage can or did they just say they were going to i don't know what they did with it i sincerely
2: hope they took it home
0: yeah i was gonna say um, yeah, it's a nice nice gift for yeah. somebody uh let's continue here sarah's on the line in new mexico go ahead sarah
4: Sarah, uh, so yes, uh, yes. Are you with me?
1: Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sarah, are you okay? That was no. the most deflated, dejected yes I've ever heard from you. It's always yes. This, is, <laughs> this was uh, a, uh, well, yes. I don't
4: know. I just uh, I was just out of breath. I was walking around.
1: Oh, um, set up wow. She's again. working.
0: She's walking.
4: So Amy, anyway, So uh you heard that they shot up six um Public servants' houses in the last month uh, or uh, since December. Who did? Well, they, hey. they caught a suspect, so they know it, it's the same bullet that shot through all. It's, a, it's the same gun, and mm-hmm. they have a, a suspect, but they're keeping it a secret until they're for sure because it moves the the detective work, right? So um,
0: hold on, they no, arrested really somebody or they have a suspect.
4: I, I I don't I don't know how they do it. They pretty much um they got they got somebody that has they found them with this gun that matches the bullet. So the bullet size and the casing whatever that so it's they think it's one guy but they shot up like six politicians' houses.
2: So, well, Sarah, and- um, it's worth pointing out that you can't just look at a gun and say, yep, that matches uh, that bullet, unless you're just talking about a caliber size. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing an actual match, a forensics match on a weapon, you need to, you know, test it and try it. It's not something you can just eyeball. And so I'm curious as to whether or not you're saying that, you know, some guy had a nine millimeter
4: but I'm sure she that they know. had witnesses. I mean, they're, they they're sure. narrowed this guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, they have witnesses, videos, cameras, or somebody saw somebody coming, a, a car or mm-hmm. something like that, where they narrowed it down. But they cannot announce, they cannot say that who somebody is, because uh, he might run off to another country or
1: so. They're I, going yeah, to that, uh, they're going so to they let this person it. who they believe shot up a place or shot up six politicians' houses just be free. Is that right?
4: Well, I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know what what stage uh, what what stage they're in. Do you think this person it did it? Like yeah, well, they they found a gun that matches the, all the bullet hole sizing. So, and then they probably had witnesses, and, and they're asking for more tips.
1: Do you think this person so, did it? Well, she doesn't
4: well, know it is. I'm surprised it's not a group of people. It was just one guy and then they didn't shoot anybody well if they it was more than one people it people
2: would have out. certainly been 10 FBI agents <laughs> yeah, so sarah something. where did they find
0: this gun
4: i uh, this was on it on his premises so they must have got on whose to, premises to, to, to they, well they're not they're not letting people know so wait they, they did. didn't
0: arrest the guy
4: i i don't know how they did it do you know I, anything
0: okay, about yeah. this she doesn't story know anything. where did you hear this
1: on the T- on the KLB TV news. And well, so, you, you didn't know, do no, a good no, job
0: listening, apparently, you, because
1: you, you have no you have no details about this story. What, what are you calling yeah. in to talk about tonight, Sarah?
4: Well, they cannot announce who that person is because he might run off. That doesn't make any sense. Him.
1: It doesn't make any doesn't sense, make
0: sense as
2: to how would they – no, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't make sense. police like how, could say that they have a suspect. I don't know why they would telegraph that they have a suspect when they have not yet arrested him. But, right. But they,
0: she's she's saying, though, they have the gun that they got from the supposed suspect. It's like, why would you not have made the arrest at that point if you I, – I don't know. Well, it, if, if he's going to run
2: off, he knows they're looking into him if they took his gun to test it. Um, yeah. So, right. you know, so you would think revealing they would have arrested name, him. I think that revealing is – I don't think they should reveal his name until, at the very least, they're willing to arrest the guy. Because remember, in this country, we still presume innocence until a jury finds a person guilty.
1: That's why I asked Sarah if she thinks this person did it, because even though she knows nothing about this case, I'm positive – that sarah would say yes she thinks this person's Mm,
0: guilty she is that kind of person thank you sarah for the call tonight i definitely appreciate it uh the number again 603-283-6160 it's
1: so so bizarre how sarah repeatedly calls in to talk about stories and she doesn't know the first thing about the story that she wants to talk about
0: but we do know about m&m's we, we do. I've about- been
1: eating some M&Ms in the last few days. I've been on a chocolate thing it's oh, really? to do with depression and dopamine and serotonin, all that crap. Wait, you- have you? Did you read the story that says that um, almost all the
2: dark chocolate out there, and all milk chocolate has dark chocolate in it, that's how it got to be milk chocolate, um, has heavy metals? It's
0: worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the heavy metals supposed to do, Mark? What's like the the, the bad part about that? Well, um, all I can
2: tell you is, is there is no safe amount of lead Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: um, lead's not uncommon in many of the sort of countries where uh, they Mm -hmm. grow cacao. And that's what, of course, the ingredient is to chocolate. So it can, you know, it's combusted in the, uh, the lead gasoline is combusted in the car and it goes up in the atmosphere, falls down onto the ground and then is drawn up into the, these uh, plants. Mm. Now, yeah, I, I mean, it sounds horrible,
0: but it's, it's not chocolate.
1: good. I mean, so wait, these are like do you want me to give up
0: chocolate? We're talking about like micro
1: amounts of metals, right? Well, there's no safe amount of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want people to give up chocolate? I mean, it's probably not just in the I cacao have. either. It's probably in bananas and
2: all, I, and I, oranges. You can't give up everything, that's for sure. And I don't know the specifics, but I do know there was a story that was out very recently that said that essentially every dark chocolate tested had heavy metals of some sort and it was different metals for different types of chocolate and the different things you know just it was an interesting news story it sounds horrifying but i stopped eating the daily amount of dark chocolate that i was eating is sort of a you know half treat half medicinal thing going on uh just decided nope i'm gonna give that up
1: yeah i should definitely just take some some ssris right Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, I think. It's antidepressants, that a- meds that turn yeah. people into mass shooters and things like that instead of just eating some chocolate.
0: So wait, a chocolate is uh, known for helping with depression? Is that a thing?
1: I believe so. It I, helps I'd, with
0: hers. I don't
1: know <laughs> if it's anecdotal or not, but I mean, it causes dopamine to be released in the brain and that's...
0: Mark, you said you were taking it for medicinal reasons and now you're not. What was your medicinal reason for taking it?
2: Oh, they were just saying that chocolate was good for you. I mean, you know, I take all kinds of things that, uh, you know, sound like they're good for you. So
0: they um, said it was good for you. Now they are saying it has heavy metal in it. So Yep, like, that sounds right. What's the truth about this stuff?
2: Well, there's always these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But um, did I really need two or three pieces of dark chocolate every day? Eh, probably not.
1: Yeah, was it that hurting you? Was
2: it making you happy? Was it adding value to your life? It wasn't really doing that. I was—I I mean, it literally was um, a sort of half treat, half medicinal, and I can get the treat in any way I want. You know, I can have a nectarine, mm-hmm. I can have a banana, and I'd be just as happy.
1: Okay.
0: So is Eminem actually trying to kill women by putting out this new uh, promo that says that they support women? By flipping the status quo, you should buy their M M&M and M chocolate candies, which supposedly are now loaded up with heavy metals. If this uh, claim is to be believed,
1: I don't. I, I wish we had the X Files music to just like play <laughs> as you said that. Right. Well, the, I I would like to
2: point out this is on consumerreports.org. Okay, they're fairly yeah, I mean, reputable.
1: I mean, I don't know? doubt that there's heavy metals in the in the chocolate or whatever. I mean, as you mentioned, you can't get rid of all of it. I'm gonna die of something at some point. To me, it's just uh, okay. Let's so go. I'm getting poisoned. I don't. I don't really care. Last minute caller. I think this is Bonnie.
0: Go ahead, Bonnie.
4: I was just gonna say, isn't it funny how Ian talks about things that he knows nothing about, right after making fun of Sarah for talking about things he knows nothing about? <laughs> like <laughs> having little talkers.
0: Zing. Well, yeah, I I certainly don't claim to know anything about heavy metals and or what they can do. And by the way, she hung up. Oh, well, that's all she needed to do.
1: Yeah, she made her point. (laughs) uh, I just want to call attention to the Fox News anchor here. We're talking about M&Ms who Mm -hmm. somehow ties this to China. I think that makes China say, oh, good, keep focusing on that. Keep focusing on giving people their own color m while we take over all of the mineral deposits in the entire world. These people are nuts, man. Wow, They yeah. sound like they need some chocolate. Calm down. Right. Have some chocolate. Chill out.
0: All right. Out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow. You can join us online between now and then over at freetalklive.com. And Mark is over there at morazon.city, M-O-R-A-Z-A-N.city. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: From there, I went on, join the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of Liberty.
0: You can help more people hear the message of Liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. amps.freetalklive.com.